Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Monday to you, halfway home in May. And already a banger to start the week off. San Diego State's got big problems. What about the ACC? Am I the only one that's like fed up with Florida State? And I think there's a good chance I am. I'm fed up with Florida State already. And it's been like 13 minutes on the show. And I'm just fed up with Florida State. We got to talk about the ACC. We got to talk about the Mountain West. As the Pac-12 turns, but as usual... It is all presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business, no question about it. And this one's opinion would be The Advocates because, you know, it's such a beautiful weekend out. No matter where you are, you've got springtime weather. You're on your bike. You're on your moped. You're on your motorcycle, your bicycle. And there's all kinds of people on the road. If you get hit, if you get hit by a distracted driver, that's not your fault. A, put on a helmet, but B... Get to theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online for free 24-7, 365 at theadvocates.com where you do not pay a penny until the advocates win your case. No consultation fees, no retainers, just the best legal advice in the business at theadvocates.com. I think this story out of San Diego State um, amongst all of the college football realignment stories. And Jake, I don't know what you think, but I yeah. feel like this San Diego State story um, is very clearly the biggest story. And again, we, it, we talk about this on a regular basis. And I'm telling you, as time goes on and we get closer and closer to June, the heat is going to ramp up in all of these realignment situations because summer break is rapidly approaching. And this San Diego State story might be the best example of that. San Diego State has a $17 million buyout of their Mountain West contract, their grant of rights, if you will, Um, a $17 million buyout that triples on July 1st. I said it, it, it triples on July 1st. And if you start doing the math on this, you're over $40 million dollars. If you are San Diego State to leave the Mountain West after July 1st, whereas it's $17 million before July 1st, and you have a Pac-12 conference who we've reported on this show exclusively that San Diego State has told the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 has told San Diego State, we'd love to add you. But unequivocally, the Pac-12 is focused on doing a new media rights deal before expansion. And Jake, it makes you wonder... Maybe San Diego State is simply running out of time to join the Pac-12. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you start looking at, um, you know, out clauses and buyouts and how all of these, you know, grant of rights situations work, I mean, for San Diego State, like, that's just the reality of your situation. I mean, there's no running from, hey, on July 1st, that number triples. There's just no, no getting out of that situation because you agreed to that contract. So to me... You know, this is, while this may not be like some official, hey, this is the Pac-12's deadline to expand, let's say, I do think if you're trying to add a school um, like San Diego State after their fee to leave the Mountain West just tripled, that obviously makes things more difficult. So 
in a way, it is sort of a deadline, in my opinion, for the Pac-12. Ideally, you would like to have your your situation kind of panned out and kind of sorted and, and figured out. And then that way, you know, hopefully you can go out and you can get San Diego State and by most people's reports, including our own uh, SMU. And I think that that... That, to me, is a fine plan, but uh, but again, notice what we haven't heard. We haven't heard, like, hey, all systems are go. Like, we're in a great place. Like, it's just the lawyers figuring out the paperwork. And by the way, it's May 15th, so it's not like you have, you know, months and months and months like you did last year, which I still think is the, is the main point here. Like, hey, this thing continues to go on so much to the point that, that schools and institutions you're looking to add are running out of time, and that's what I think is tough. Yeah, and I think what's new here is, yeah, I think we've all known there was an exit fee. I don't think anybody had any idea until Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated wrote it that it tripled on July 1st. Yeah. And I think it, it, it brings into clarity just how dire the situation in the Pac-12 is because pretty soon here, you're just going to be a victim of circumstance at San Diego State because I don't think now – that San Diego State can stay put in the Mountain West. I, I just don't see how you comfortably do that for the next number of years. Fast. Because if you, if you want to join the Big 12 now, I mean, the Big 12 already knows um, that, you don't have, that you don't have the money coming from ESPN to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, we've heard from multiple sources that Fox has said they will kick in more money for San Diego State. But ESPN has already said, hey, we're not going to pay you on par. So they're not going to pay San Diego State $31.7 million or pay the Big 12 for San Diego State $31.7 million. Yeah. But remember, again, San Diego State's best value right now is basketball. But anyway, you slice it. This triple penalty, if you will, after July 1st almost makes it untenable for San Diego State to leave. And it puts them in a situation very much like Louisville was all those years ago where Louisville said, yeah, we're, we're giving you our notice. We're leaving the conference. Not sure where we're going, but we're leaving the conference on July 1st, 2024, mm -hmm. which seems like the most likely scenario. Now, I will also tell you that we have, you know, we've reached out to all parties involved here and gotten straight no comments. Nobody wants to talk about it. San Diego State does not. The Mountain West has not answered inquiries on this. Other athletic directors that we've reached out have simply said no comment. Like, this is a very interesting situation. And in my mind, I think this is one of the most important conversations because I do think that San Diego State has significant value. I know we have bandied that about on this show. Right. And I think the question is, is San Diego State worth all of this? I don't know. What would you call consternation? Effort. Is San Diego State worth all this? Well, effort's not the word that I would use. San Diego State is worth the effort, but are they worth, you know, it's essentially 40 plus million dollars worth of an exit fee. Man, I, to, to, to be talking about $44 million, that's a lot of money, dude. Like that is, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I think you are in a situation where I just don't know how that, I don't know how all that pencils out. I, I, I truly don't. I mean, I look, at, I look at the math on that, and I say to myself, if your San Diego State is 50, excuse me, $51 million worth the exit fee to get out of the Mountain West, because it's going to take you years in TV revenue 
to make that $51 million back. Right. Because if you're $17 million before July 1st or $51 million after that, I mean, it, it, it just brings up the question again, is San Diego State worth a $51 million headache? Because somebody's going to pay that fee. And if it's $51 million, <coughs> I don't think anybody wants to pay that fee. I, I, I truly do not think anybody will pay $51 million for San Diego State. And, and again, I'll, I'll go back to the ACC because I think this is a really important talking point as well. Is, is Florida State worth all of this, this headache? Florida State's athletic director again going on the record talking about you know these revenue splits. He tells on three sports, quote, I make no bones about it. Right? This is Michael Alford, the athletic director at Florida State. I make no bones about it that we're the top brand in the conference. Well, somebody forgot to tell already <laughs> Crown Clemson that. In all seriousness, you're telling me that you're Florida State and you believe you're the top brand in the ACC. Not in basketball, you're not. And I would say not in football, you're not. I mean, am I wrong about that? Like, no. you look at this statement, and Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford continues, when you look at how they measure media contracts with household viewership and championships, we're driving that viewership for our conference at a high rate. Well, I, I don't know. You can look at this list right here, and you, you can see... Uh, Florida State, you're 15th on that list. And that's how I look at it. Clemson's 10th. By the way, you might notice that there's a bunch of SEC and Big Ten teams ahead of you. In God's name, image, um, and likeness. Yeah, Notre Dame's 6th. Texas is 8th. I know. I know, Florida State. You're a fucking badass, but Texas, Texas is 8th. Uh, you're 15th. That's not like the numbers don't add up. But but what I'm sitting here thinking, like is is that elite? Is it is Florida State worth all of this for for not being an industry leader for averaging two million views a game? But isn't this emblematic of the issues in the ACC? You're getting excited about two million views a game, and you know the worst part about this if you just keep going down the list. Dude, what else do you see? Like Florida State at 15th, Nebraska, that's a Big Ten team. Michigan State's a Big Ten team. Texas A&M is an SEC team. Maryland is a Big Ten team. And Auburn down there in 20th is an SEC team. So this league truly is, in football anyway, this league truly is Clemson and then everybody else. Because the difference between Florida State at 15 and Maryland at 19, and again, Auburn at 1.86, not a whole lot. This league is all about Clemson, who's at 2.59 million. And I, 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 not to be redundant, is Florida State worth all of this headache? Mm. It, it, I don't, because you look at Brett McMurphy's tweet today, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the magnificent seven. Nice name. Schools that have met in the past several months with lawyers examining the grant of rights to determine how unbreakable it is in the ACC. 
And by the way, the Athletic put out a piece that defined the difference, as you read right here, between contract and grant to rights. Look at the second paragraph. In grant of rights, a school is given the conference something of value, its media rights. But that has the conference. But what is the conference given the school? Hmm. Because a contract is an offer and an acceptance and consideration, which means, hey, I'm offering you my grant of rights. You're offering me what's supposed to be reach, what's supposed to be revenue through my grant of rights to you. Right. Yeah, that didn't really work out for you. Yeah, and I think that's the genesis of the ACC situation is that is the ACC a football conference or a basketball conference? Is the ACC even one of the most relevant? Is, is the ACC a top two uh, conference when it comes to the Power Five? Well, not exactly, right? We know it's the Big Ten and the SEC and basically everybody else. And the Big 12 has done some nice things here. The Big 12 is obviously advancing and progressing and doing everything you'd want to do. But it's not like the ACC is like some juggernaut of a Power Five conference. And so when when I see people saying, hey, like, like there are seven teams that are ready to leave. Not that Brett said that because he didn't. But there was a lot of noise on Twitter about how, hey, there are seven teams that are ready to leave the, the, the ACC. When I see what Brett tweeted, right, and what we're being told, I hear, hey, these schools are trying to figure out how they can get into a better situation uh, by, you know, quote-unquote, breaking that contract, if you will, if it even is a contract. And that's precisely the question if you're Florida State, if you're one of the schools in this tweet. Is our grant of rights actually a contract, or do we have a way to leave the grant of rights with our rights intact, our TV distribution rights intact? Because if we can get out of this thing and we can go to whatever conference, right? It's going to be different for every school involved, obviously. But if we can get to a better situation with our TV rights in our control, then we're good to go. But if it's a situation where, hey, great, you can leave the conference, but you don't have rights to your your the television yeah. portion of your game, what's the point? Yeah, I think it is a real struggle, and I think it's one of those things where you just have to understand, I think, that this is who the this is who the college football world relies on now. You know, like if you if you are in the ACC and if you are somebody that is, you know, again Clemson, if somebody should have an issue with this, is it not Clemson? Like how is Clemson not the one that's upset about this? That's the struggle for me cuz Clemson is the one that took you to the college football playoff. Clemson is the one that put big forehead at the top of the NFL draft, right? Like Clemson's the one Florida State has not been relevant since Bobby Bowden. Let's be very honest about this, whether it was Jimbo or anybody after Jimbo. Florida State's not been relevant. And if you look at basketball, Florida State's competitive in basketball, but they're supposed to be carried by football. And furthermore, one of the other you know talking points about the ACC right now is who owns the state of Florida? And what is Florida State so pissed off about? Well, why is Florida State so upset? Because UCF got a superior TV deal in the Big 12. <coughs> that's, what, that's what Florida State's upset about. And by the way, let's make something very clear. The state of Florida is wide open for football. But I'm telling you, the preeminent program in that state should be Miami. But usually it's Florida. Fast. And you look at the Anthony Richardson saga in the NFL draft. Like, I, Look, I get it. I totally understand it. Florida State feels disrespected. Uh. But what has Florida State done over the last... 
15 years to earn your respect. Yeah. That's the thing that I, I, I can't get over. Like, I know where Florida State was. I have no idea where Florida State went and where they're going. Yeah. Because I don't see Florida State as some major factor. They don't bring in a massive amount of viewers or some overwhelming amount of viewers. I look at the news today, right? You you look at you look at the news today on on the Rayola kid, the quarterback. Where did he end up? He went to Florida State, right? Because that's where all the best, you know, football players in the country. I mean, Florida State, um, you're the best. No, he went to Georgia. Um, he, he went to Georgia. Um, the number one player in 2024, a quarterback, Dylan Rayola, son of Dominic Rayola, former NFL offensive lineman. You know. Well, of course he went to Florida State. Never. He went to Georgia. Oh. And we told you, the number one safety in the portal last week, where did he go? He went to Alabama. Nobody's thinking about Florida State. Nobody's thinking about Miami. Oh, Get out of here. Clemson, yes. Florida State, no. That's why the ACC stands for already crowned Clemson. It's their conference, bro. But when you look at the, the general conversation, and if you're a Big Ten fan, you should close your ears to this because I think the Big Ten is probably the, the shallowest conference in the country when it comes to football. All right. All right? Yeah. But you look at the ACC, ask yourself this question too, friends. Ask yourself this question. How many truly right now today, and let's just call it for the 2023 season, how many national championship contenders do you really have in the um, ACC? Um, and, and furthermore, is there a single one in the Coastal, in the ACC Coastal? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me Carolina in football? No. Who's the best team in the Coastal? Probably Pitt. If we're being brutally honest, it's probably Pitt, right? But it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, the basketball schools playing football in the ACC Coastal, Carolina, Duke, you know, Miami, a good basketball program, Virginia, where did Vatek go, right? Like, I mean, Great do, you, question. do you guys understand in football? Do you guys understand in football, Virginia and Virginia Tech combined to win six games last year in college football. Because it's garbage. The Coastal's trash. And if we're really being honest, Florida State, and I know you're the greatest team anybody's ever seen, you were 5-3 and three last year. You're 5-3 and three last year. Who was the only dominant team? Clemson at 8-0. But wait, I thought this was Florida State's conference. No. No, apparently not. In God's I mean, name, image, you're, and likeness. You're 6-2. You're Florida State's 5-3. Carolina's six and two. Pitt six and two. Duke five and three. Or excuse me, Pitt five and three. Duke five and three. Like you're not elite in football in that conference. Yeah. You're you're just not. And that's the ACC, where Clemson was eight and oh. We built this program on NIL. So again, I'll just go back to the Florida State Athletic Director. And I'll ask Michael Alford, bro, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Because you know what he wants. You know what he wants. I want it. He wants unequal revenue sharing with this garbage that he gave to On3 Sports. He wants more revenue than, let's say, the Virginias. Right. He wants more revenue than Boston College, Wake Forest, NC State. But for what? Yeah. 
Oh, because you're bringing a whole, a whole mess of people more to the screen? You're not. Uh, this is, I mean, this argument kind of pans out properly in the Big Ten, right? Like if I, Ohio State made this argument, we really wouldn't even be batting an eye, right? Because the Big Ten is such a top-heavy two-team conference that it's like, okay, cool, yeah, obviously Ohio State is going to get more of a revenue share than Rutgers over here. Or at, Northwestern, who's 1-11. Yeah. yeah. Right? You don't, you don't necessarily fight about the revenue split. Okay, I totally get that. Yeah. They're also making $100 million each on the top end. Clemson's making like 13 cents, and that's only if they sell out of popcorn. <coughs> yeah. I, I don't disagree. Before we get to your comments, I want to make this clear too. I don't disagree that just about everybody in the ACC would like to blow that thing up. Right. Yeah. But I also... I totally agree that you guys were a bunch of jack wagons for signing a 79-year-old long fucking grant of rights <laughs> at some minuscule number. And now you want to go to court and whine and cry because the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10 all make more money than you. I'm crying like a little girl. Like, why sign, a, what was it, a 50-year grant of rights? Like, they're not out of that until 2036. Yeah. I said 2036. The ink isn't dry yet. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredibly Clearly, dumb. lots of people thought that was a good idea until the Big Ten went Big Tenning. I, uh, man. And Florida State. Florida State, the other thing that is so amazing to me. Florida State has done this to themselves. You understand that, right? Like, if you think of the great state of Florida. Floridians. Florida man. Right, you've been able to, at Florida, you've been able to put Anthony Richardson at the top of the NFL draft. Yep. Right, like, shocking, but he, you got him there. Yep. Off the top of your head, who's the head coach? Who is the head coach at Florida State right now? Hugh Janus. Who, who is it? Do you know it's Mike Norvell? Do, do you know that? I don't think most people know that. I think everyone knew who Jimbo was. Well, and he's been terrible. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Right? But I'm just saying everyone knew who Jimbo was. Like, right? Like, you know? <laughs> it, is, it is remarkable to me that, listen to since Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, 106 and 83. Okay, not terrible. Fired Odell Hagen's 6 and 4. Willie Taggart, 21 and 9. Um... 21 and 9. Mike Norvell, 34 and 18. Like, it, it's, it's incredible to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm shocked by it. You coached 34 games and you only win 18 of them. At Florida State, Willie Taggart, 21 games coach, 9 wins. Um... Is that Willie Taggart's fault or is that Florida State's fault? Because Willie Taggart had no business taking that job. Hell no. Right? Like, and again, the great state of Florida. Mario Cristobal at Miami. You know. Should he have got? Oh, but he's coming home. Oh, he's the son of Florida. Mario, I mean, are you serious, bro? Um. Like, I am shocked. Shocked. Hasn't been some revelation. That Mario Cristobal. Oh, I'm going home, bro. I'm going home. You were five and seven. Welcome home. 
because it's garbage. <laughs> right? Like, you did this shit to yourself. Dude. And this is my struggle every day when we talk about BYU. Like in our members-only chat today. Oh, man, BYU is going to shock the world. No, they're not. No. Ten wins, man. Breaking news. BYU is not going to a bowl this season. Okay, cool. Woo. Got that off our brows. They're All not. Right. If they win six games, Kalani Sataki should be president of the United States. In God's name, image, and likeness. Lavelle who? If they win six games. Seriously. If BYU, with that schedule, wins six games, Kalani Sitak, put the statue up now. Those Stay little on. things on top of the temples, the gold dude with the hornet, rip them all down and put <laughs> Kalani up there. Rip them all down and put Kalani up there. If they win six games. Bro. <laughs> There's not a chance in, oh, man, undefeated season coming up in the big. No, bro. Chill, dude. bro. Dude, it is too early for ayahuasca. Dude. Like, that or you have a time machine because you're five years down the road. You know. <laughs> okay, I feel better. Good, good. And Excellent. I haven't even had buckshot. my but bucked my up yet. My guy hasn't even had bucked up yet. I have not even had my buckshot. The official energy provider of the Monty Show, we tell you every day. Good. And, of course, we have it free for you. Let's go. Buckshot, watermelon. Who's in? Look how small this is. In. Look, this is awesome, you guys. It is high-powered energy in a shot. Can you measure it? 100 grams of caffeine. You just knock that lid off of there. Cheers be with you, bruh. Done. That's it. Ten minutes from now, I'm going to have more mental clarity. I'm going to have a little more energy. God help you. Um, <laughs> it just works. That's the bottom line. You don't need some huge sugar-filled 32-ounce fountain drink to feel good, to think better, to operate. Yeah. You just need Buckshot from Bucked Up. And again, you guys, let me give it to you for free. Get six free samples of Buckshot right now in the description of this uh, show below. Um, you see them right there on the screen. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, the, whether it's Murica or Blood Raz, you name it. Thanks. They're all awesome. And you look at you look at the different flavor line up there. Watermelon, Blood Raz, Blue Raz. I'm telling you guys, you can't go wrong. Now, again, I'm telling you the green one, which is watermelon, is Best. just Best. splendorific. Yeah, it's the best it one in my opinion. So good. For buckshot. And everybody's like, how many calories? The thing is, there's no calories. How much caffeine? 100 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. So it's not going to wreck your sleep tonight if you take it to get you through the last three hours of the day. That's what it does. It just works. Bucked up energy. Get the free samples uh, in the description below. And hey, look, if you need supplements, if you need collagen peptides, protein, pre-workout, high stim, low stim, the best energy drink in the business, get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Com. Let's get your comments right now. Kurt Peters, first one in today. Monty drinks so much bucked up, he pisses neon green. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You certainly are not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. Uh, Connor Johnson, and I'm not saying it's because of the... Whoa, what happened here, Connor Johnson? Connor's always stirring the pot on this show. You know. 
Um, too many comments. I can't find you. Bryce Martin. Monty coming in hot like Stone Cold. Stone. <laughs> I love the way Vince McMahon says Stone Cold. Steve Austin. You know. You know. Did you get the Macho Man Savage drops? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, jerk. No, I didn't, no. We need those. Yeah. Truck Stop Gumby. Zero calories means you get to add your preferred choice of cocaine. Oh, that's what I'm saying, dude. I don't know about all that. Matt Hartley. Uh, ACC might be dead at the end of the deal, but rock solid for a decade is a great position. Miami and Florida State making less than UCF is the opposite. Like but it is. you agreed to a deal. That's, that's the it. ultimate hypocrisy in it. And again, I'll, this Brett McMurphy tweet today talking about, you know, hey, wh- what are the ACC schools doing? And by the way, we were emailing back and forth with Brett. We were trying to get him on the show, but he is at the ACC meetings. Yeah. Um, so he is unable to make the show today. We're hoping to hook it up tomorrow. Yeah. But you look at this tweet from Brett, you know, Clemson, FSU, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech are the magnificent seven ACC schools. Um, these schools, Ross Snellinger from Sports Illustrated, uh, have met in the past several months with lawyers examining grant of rights to determine just how unbreakable it is. The ACC deal runs through 2036. You knew, did you? I asked this question all the flipping time. Right. And it drives me crazy. Did you guys not think about this? Before you sign that grant of rights and then the extension, because there was an extension on this deal as well. Did like did you really not think about the fact that the college football landscape would change? Yeah, the ball breaker is the before the extension was applied, this grant of rights in the ACC was through 2027. So I know that's still a couple years out, right? Like obviously you've still got some time there, four years or whatever it is, but but that's a lot better than, uh, what, nine years or whatever it is. Like, I mean, it's just an incredible lapse in judgment. And, and the thing is, like, I could almost understand it if it was just FSU, just Florida State, right? Because they're the ones that are complaining. Hey, if it was just between Florida State and the ACC, this deal we're talking about, I could understand it. But you're talking about the whole conference signing this deal. You're talking about a grant of rights situation. And so... The next obvious question or inference is, well, you know, what are their options? Well, I think the first question on the table is how many teams does it take to break a grant of rights? And nobody has that confirmed yet. Most people believe it's eight teams, but that's not confirmed. And so, you know, Brett obviously today is tweeting about seven teams. Most people believe you need an eighth team, number one. So that could be a potential number one issue. But number two, their only way out, based on the research we did, and we spent you know two, two and a half hours looking through and trying to figure out, okay, what are their options? Hey, their only option here is to try to wiggle out of the, of the grant of rights, meaning their lawyers are going to have to go to court in, an, you know, in, a, in, a, in a situation trying to fight this. You're going to have to go yeah. to court, and you're going to have to try and argue that, that a grant of rights is not an actual contract because it comes down to this concept of essentially exchanging value in the conference because it's so crappy has not given value back to the institutions and so you have this eighth team question mark you've got the question mark of is the grant of rights actually an executable contract and then thirdly i think there's also this and i kind of feel like this is fairyland kind of dream scenario stuff to be honest with you, but there's also this scenario where where some people believe that that hey, if you got enough teams, if you got like let's say like 90% of the conference, right? 
you got like 90% of your conference to say, nope, we're done with this. We're all leaving. That that would that that would then sort of just break down the conference. Because again, and this is kind of the Pac-12 thing that we've talked about so much. If your conference doesn't exist, you can't have a grant of rights. Well, and I, I just keep going back to Florida State. I mean, it, it, yeah. my struggle is, is if Florida State... When's the last time Florida State was really relevant? Probably 20... When did Bobby Bowden retire? Probably 2011. Jimbo had that Jameis Winston season. Um, They went undefeated that year. That's the year they played like Wyoming or Boise in the middle, like Boise State in the middle of the season. And then they just, they had that great shootout game against Auburn, if memory serves me right, to win the national championship. Bowden retired in 2010. Okay, so Jimbo took over in 2010 then, I would assume. Yes. Right, so he he has one great season. But what was that, 2013? 20, well, it's three years in, so 2013. It's been 10 years. Yeah, Jimbo was 2010 to 2017. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. You won a national championship and you made it what, four more years? Like, that's incredible to me. And he'd been there a long... Because remember how long he was like the coach and waiting? And Yes. But my point is, you're bitching about unequal revenue when you haven't been relevant in 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. And you're, you're like... And you look at the DeAndre Francois situation and Florida State is just not relevant. Don't play intramurals, bro. Like, even... And I pity the fool in Mike Norvell because I think Mike is Mike has tried and I thought they were a much better program last year. But even that, you know, you lose multiple games in a row in the middle of the season and yeah. I mean, you're just gonna and I, I should look up his his career coaching record, but I mean, he's just you're just not relevant. You're not a national powerhouse. Yeah. You're not the guy that should be carrying the torch of, hey, we're getting screwed. That should be Clemson. That's who should be carrying that torch because they're the ones bringing all the eyes. You're not to that the guy, pal. Trust me. Right? You're I mean, not that guy. Anyway, yeah, you can't lose. You. you can't lose. And by the way, you can't lose to Clemson <coughs> and then say like, hey, man, this is our conference. It's not your conference. It's not. It's not. Right, it, it's not. And, and by the way, look at it. looking at their schedule last year, you did lose badly to Wake Forest and North Carolina State. So let's not sit here and be like, hey, we won the cheese at ball, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. As Jake likes to say, cheese it, cheese it's our chips, not crack. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, are we, are, are, you know. Yeah. I just don't think Florida State's relevant. That's just me. Bryce Martin, I remember Clemson and Florida State being the game of the year in the ACC, and FSU used to own Clemson. Used to, coulda, shoulda, woulda. And then that's too long ago. Right, but then God built this program on, on, on name, image, and... In God's you know, name, image, and likeness. We built this program on NIL. You know. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Matt Hartley, FSU is relevant <laughs> in the sense that I liked watching from afar as they languished in terribleness. Agreed. Am I wrong about this? So am I being too harsh on Florida State? I don't think you're being too harsh. I think being relevant is winning, right? Like if I said to you, hey, name me five college football programs at the top of of all of college football right now. Well, it's easy, right? Alabama, Georgia, and have your pick after that, right? Like we can all make a case for different teams. Like Alabama, Georgia, SC, like... 
Ohio State, Ohio Michigan, State, TCU. Michigan, like, right? Like, you have this group of schools, as I like to say, the haves and the have-nots. There's five or six schools every year yeah. that have a chance. There's going to be one of the two out of the Big Ten. They've got a shot at the national championship. Yeah. There's going to be wherever USC is, so in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, usually, and now with Lincoln there, and trust me what he's done in the portal and recruiting, yeah. he's got a chance to win a national championship this year. Right, and then Clemson usually, even though Dabo's down a little bit, but how could you not be after the run that they had with Trevor Lawrence and company? Yeah. Okay, but then, I mean, it's Georgia or Alabama. Oh, You know, and I would guess it's Alabama because Georgia has all these off-field problems this year. Like, do you know the players? Yes. Once every decade, Notre Dame is going to, you know, Manti Tail's dead girlfriend's not going to be real, and they're going to compete and then get blown out by Alabama. It's what we do. That's, that's, couldn't have said it better myself, bro. You know. <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. It's what we do. But is Florida State relevant? I no, just, I think when you look point, at, right? yeah, when you look at the grand scheme of college football, is Florida more relevant than Florida State? No. Probably not. <laughs> Is Miami more relevant than any of them? Probably not. Now, is UCF in the Big 12 relevant? I don't know. Ask me in five years. They're in the same spot that BYU is. I don't think Cincinnati will ever be relevant in Big 12 football. But if you're Florida State, isn't that what, precisely what pisses you off? Not just that UCF has this well, new TV thing, right, with the with the Big 12, but but the fact that they were able to go out and do that, the fact that they were able to, to move conferences and get to a better situation, and it's like, hey, Look, I understand why you're upset about that, but the reality is you signed a grant of rights, and then you signed an extension on that very same grant of rights. So what are we talking crying and moaning about a grant of rights situation that is not productive for them? Do, do you guys understand? And I thought I misread it when I read it today. But do you understand on three sports best point in that entire Florida State thing? They're $30 million behind the Big Ten. This is a code 10 abort. Right? At a minimum. At a minute, and it's probably $50 million. Damn. I you better, Carolina better start winning games. By the way, thank you, Brandon Butler. Ten memberships on the show. Let's go, Let's baby. Go. Good start to the week right there. Let's go. Thank you, Brandon Butler. As always, you're a rock star. Appreciate you for that. Uh, awesome. Aaron Wilson gifts a membership. Let's go, Aaron. Good start to the week, my guy. Appreciate you guys. Aaron, as always, you're a stud. Uh, if you guys would like to join, hit the like button. You would have gotten exclusive uh, NBA draft news today in the uh, Monty Show Instagram members only group today. I put a blurb in there about some draft stuff at the top of the draft that we'll talk about an hour from now. The, the group, and, and Brandon Butler's in there routinely railing on MLS and soccer, and Tanner's in there when he's smoking his ayahuasca. I know it's a tea and you drink it. When he's in there I'm smoking so his ayahuasca, right talking about how BYU's winning a national championship this year. <coughs> you know, he's the super soaker for a reason. Right. You know, I'm saying. BR. Says, I'm late coming in. What was the San Diego State bombshell that they owe $17 million today to leave, but on July 1st, it triples to $51 million? Which effectively acts as a deadline for the Pac-12 to finally, at some point, get their TV deal done and expand and add San Diego State. Whoops. 
Speaking of the super soaker, Tanner says, Texas and Notre Dame have won in the past, which built their brands. Their current run of play is what has built build their brands. We built this program on NIL. Well, I think their current run of play at Texas has been terrible. Vince Young in the modern era is the last time Texas was really relevant. But but look at Texas. Texas is a legacy school. Like Texas, you just, like, even if they suck, it's still Texas. And, and by the way, they took Bama to the limit last year, and they're in Tuscaloosa this year. Like, so Florida State, you're not Texas. No. Right? Like, like you can make a strong case that Florida is Texas. I, I Okay, I can, I can at least humor that conversation. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got you. But Florida State, you are not a legacy program. You are not Texas. You are not, you know, any of those other, you know, nameplate brands. You're just not. And and I think that my biggest problem with this AD of Florida State running his mouth is this is, I mean, this is not the same thing that a J.D. Wicker did, certainly. It's two different topics. It's, you know, it's two different conversations. But I kind of feel like you accomplished the same thing. I mean, what really did you accomplish by complaining? All you've accomplished here is to stir the pot and is to bring attention to what you're upset about rather than handling it internally and 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 working with your other eight or other seven schools to figure out a plan but you want to talk about brand look at alabama yeah alabama had two losses by a combined four points last year it was a disappointing season and they had to re, re take a look in the mirror and re reconfigure the way they were going about their business. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Wait, wait, hold, I'm sorry. I thought you said two losses by four points, and it was a failure, Giannis. That's the bottom line. That's a brand. When you lost, and by the way, I'd remind you those two losses were to Tennessee 52-49. to 49, Battle. And LSU going for two in overtime, 32-31. Do you view this season as a failure? And K-State, who I know was just everybody loves K-State. It's Manhattan, Kansas, and holy cow, they're the best thing ever until they got their ass beat by Bama 45-20 to 20 in the Sugar Bowl. Because Alabama should have been in the college football playoff. And Ohio State should have been at home slurping balls. Yeah. But they weren't. Because they're Ohio State and it's a Big Ten and, oh, it's Ohio State. Like, I hate that. Yeah. Anyway, that's a brand. Yeah. Florida State. Oh, Willie Taggart. <laughs> Only lost by 20 this week. Still All right. Somebody. Oh, Boom. Out of here. That's not a brand. That's not a brand. No, by the way, the, the signature win last year for Alabama. Austin P, November 19th, 34 to nothing. That's when you knew they were good. <laughs> Greg Hawkins, the newly appointed Greg. father of the year. Greg Dude. Hawkins had a baby. Congratulations. Uh, it's a boy. My man. I like K-State until I heard John Kurtz. Who's John Kurtz? Is he their play-by-play guy? What do you mean? I have no idea who that is. Should John, I? Yeah, John Kurtz is a Big 12 writer i think he's like a big 12 uh guy yeah let me put hold on i can pull him up Hang on, i need to get a, like so many people throw like oh hey man this guy does this show over here in poughkeepsie and he pisses me off yeah so i don't know that guy greg i don't with all i'm sure he's great uh the big lubbock says greg hawkins hates everything big 12 that's probably true you're not wrong uh jay washington 
It should have been Ohio State-Utah Part 2 this year, to be honest. Could have been. Uh, James Napier. Meanwhile, since he has a top 25... What do you want to bet on Cincinnati this year? Oh, man, they're going undefeated. Holy cow. No, they're not, dude. Why? It's because it's Cincinnati. Why do you have a hard-on for Cincinnati, bro? But Luke Fickle is going to take Cincinnati... Oh, wait. Luke Fickle is going to take Wisco all the way to the... They know reset. Shoot. Luke Fickle left. I mean, what do you what do you mean, Luke Fickle, bro? Buddy's gone. My point is, my point is, and this is this is forever going to be the argument. If we really look at the the if you look at the Big Twelve teams, seriously, look at the Big Twelve teams. On to Cincinnati, and you tell me, Cincinnati, how many games does Cincinnati win? East East Kentucky, probably. Pitt on the road at Pitt. No. Loss. Miami of Ohio. Win. Possibly. Oklahoma. Loss. At BYU. Loss. Iowa State. Loss. You think they're going to lose to Ohio? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Baylor. Loss. Okie State on the road. Yes. What do you get? Like, is Oklahoma Dude. State going to come back? Dude. Is the great bullet going to rise again? Dude. Probably not. I'm a man. But that's a loss. UCF. Probably a win. That's three wins. At Houston. Loss. At West Virginia. Loss. Kansas in, at Cincinnati. Be nice and give them a win. That's four wins. That's four wins. Now, now, <laughs> now. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of teams up in the Big 12 that are going to be four win here, teams. <laughs> here's their schedule last year, Cincinnati. The great, the great Bearcats. <laughs> Luke Fickle. Fucking A. Uh, at Arkansas last year. 31-24 loss. Kennesaw State, they won 63-10. Hell of a Stay football hard. game. Stay hard. That fourth string was unbelievable in the second quarter. <laughs> Miami of Ohio win. Indiana win. Indiana might be the worst team in the... Never Wait, are we mind. talking basketball or football here? This is uh, football. Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. Uh, at Tulsa win. South Florida win. At SMU win. At UCF. You got that ass beat. 25-21 loss. Navy, win. East Carolina, win. Temple, win. Tulane, loss. Louisville in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Bro. <laughs> Was it hot there? A 24-7 loss. So let me see. Your losses were Louisville, Tulane, UCF, and Arkansas. <coughs> your wins. <coughs> what's your best win? <coughs> I mean, Kennesaw State's a hell of a win. It's a climb. Please. They got this kid from Wachahatchee Technical Academy of Preparatory Shit. And let me tell you what. He's he's an athlete. Oh. Oh. I if look if I'm dead tomorrow, go question every Cincinnati. Quote, fan. he's an athlete. Don't you love that? All right, how's your recruiting class? Well, this kid Ted. Um, uh, it's it's Tad, please. Tad yeah, Stevens. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. What's you know, up, big bro? We battled. We battled. Um, I can't remember the name of that college. Um, Coastal Technical. Bishop something, Sycamore. The Electrical College. 
we battled them and we got Tad Stevens to come here. Now, granted, he's on full scholarship. Kid is dumb as a stump, but man, can he run around? <laughs> 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 Man, that that uh, that four okay, three forty. I'm gonna speed. stop because I'm being a jerk now. Every day. Um, James Napier. I guess Big Twelve made a big mistake adding them. No, I don't think they did. The problem is, and this is what I say We're to BYU fans. No, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Nah, nah. nah Cincinnati. 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 On to Cincinnati. Barry Larkin. Um, <laughs> the point is, Bob Boone. Um, the Bob, point is. Please. The point is, Cincinnati's just got to climb. The problem is, and Cincinnati fans, I love you guys. Bob Huggins is yours. You forever own him. Dude, stop. Stop. Um, the point is, there is no point. Like, you're Cincinnati. You're, Cincinnati. You're, remember Northern Illinois, NIU? They were real hot for like a hot second. Like, for instance... <laughs> Then you flush the toilet and they're gone. Oh, right. Like that's Cincinnati has to prove they're not that team. Right. That's the Luke Fickle effect. Because now they're not in Division Two, AAA minus six. This is the Big Twelve now. BYU, same thing. Houston, much lesser extent because they've and, and BYU a lesser extent because now we know about all of the hedge funds. So it's a much less. They have more money for better football. I watched 60 Minutes. It's a little respect. Did you guys see that story on, on BYU's Dude. hedge funds yesterday? Oh, my God. Dude. He's going to be dead, too. Um, I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it. It's fine. I, what hedge you know. fund? I, hedge me? fund? Me? Bro, I didn't. What, what did you do with your tithings? What? Um, my point is, it's BYU. It's Cincinnati. It's UCF. I think Houston, to a lesser extent. But Cincinnati just hasn't had to play at this level ever. They just have not had to play at that level. So when you're we talk first, about you're yeah, laughing. when we talk about hey, look at Utah's climb into the Pac-12. Yeah, like you get your bag stomped on for three and a half quarters for to make like three really nice plays. Yeah. that don't matter. <laughs> that don't matter. <laughs> they don't matter. I thought you just said you get your bag stomped on. You do. But that, isn't that the plight when you when you come from a G5 to a P5? Yeah. And tell tell me I'm wrong, Cincinnati. Tell me I'm wrong, Bear Kitties. If if you're coming from a G5 to a P5, we're going undefeated, bro. We are. Screw Luke Fickle. And I'll drop that motherfucker. Nobody likes the brat stop. It's fine. Wisconsin sucks. Well, I get that. But what does that have to do with the fact that you're not going to win but for maybe three, four games this year? Right? You're not getting tender vittles. You're not. You're eating out of the litter box. That's right, T. I'm just saying. Those, just were, saying. those, are, those cat are cat references. references. Right. You see what you did there? You see what I'm saying? Um, Monty sees Ohio plates and runs, Jake Nelson, in the opposite direction. Um, Vaga Hatchie Prep is a great school, Spangler says. It is. <laughs> Listen, he's an athlete. Joey's love that. Uh, and Donuts gives us $10 for the Monty Show uh, golf fund, you guys. Dude, dude. Speaking of bro, bag stomp. Bro, give bro. us more because we're going to need more, dude. Bro. It's bad. The PXG Gen 6 driver. Dude, it's bad. And what it looks like, and I wish we had a more zoomed in look at that. I don't know where the one with the face is, but it's got a huge dent in it, and I've had it three weeks. 
you can see there, if you look just to the, see the face of the club and where that small print in the bottom right-hand corner of the club face is, the ball hit right there and it just creased. And PXG's like, nah, bro, you're screwed. How is that even possible? $499 to replace it. Guess I'm going through the season with a dented club. <laughs> <laughs> and the real problem is I had a breakthrough on the range too. Like I had a massive range session yesterday. Was incredible. Uh, Saul Goodman says, sup, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, Tony says, Georgia Tech would be a great travel partner for UCF. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Spangler, Kurtz never reports anything. He summarizes the week's news. There's value in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we did make a mistake adding them. We. Uh, we. Tanner, Monty, you have a weird vendetta with college football teams in Ohio. Yeah, well, they're overrated, and they don't play anybody, and then they still get rewarded. But listen, the... Can I say it yet? Not oh, yet. Not yet? Okay. <coughs> All right, go ahead. Now we're good. Ohio State. They're, I mean, just listen to the National Pundits. <laughs> listen to Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> On Thursday Night Football, he'll tell you how great the oh my God. Ohio State please. are. And you always have to pause. Mm, the. Sunday Night Football. The. The guys are like, uh, uh, Jimmy Blowhard. The. Ohio State. Kyle Vannoy. Brigham. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the best ones ever. Facts. Uh, Gary says the. Yeah. University of Utah. I mean, you share hand signals, but that's fine. Truck Stop Gumby says the Ohio State. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Greg Hawkins, the Texas Tech. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Um, two Mastas, Monty, the Notre Dame Catholic College. Hey, man. Hey. It's not a university. It's a college. Yeah, that's right. In Damn God's right. Don't, name, don't. <laughs> image, and likeness. <laughs> Jim Joy says Monty's from Illinois. That's why. Illinois is a terrible state. Although Chicago got a new mayor today. Oh, is that so? Yeah, less people shoot themselves or others. Oh, wow, man, that's... I mean, oh. they're not going to stop. It's just going to be less. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, Monty, this is the way not Victor Alvarez. Maury, oh, dude. <laughs> Maury, this is the way not Victor Alvarez. Monty's swing is so powerful, he dents golf clubs. Dude, it was Victor's so heartbreaking. Way. So heartbroken to see that because I well, love and, my and, PXGs. And you didn't even notice it Not until you I got, got home. Because when I play golf, I bring my clubs home and I clean them. Yeah. And I took the club out of the bag and I was like, awestruck. Like, dude, that's a dent. And I just started hitting the driver well. I hit what I think could be a 350-yard drive at the range yesterday. In the rain, in the cold. It was an absolute moonshot, like just, you know that sound when it comes through and it's like, ping, and the ball just exploded and I was feeling good about it. And, and then the club got dented and Damn. yeah, it hurts, dude. It really, really hurt. And you can see, I must've just hit one right off the toe there and it just creased the end of the club. Yeah. And they're like, nah, dude, we guarantee the face and the, the carbon fiber crown on it. That's it. Ugh. 
Uh, Matt Hartley says Monty's golf game is built different. Wrong, but different. No, seriously. We're, I have not I have not taken what I would call a single lesson. I took one lesson. It was the worst lesson yeah, ever. Yeah, it wasn't really a lesson. It was a swing evaluation. So my, my golf game, while terrible, is all self-taught. But I've really come into my own the last week. I've only been playing a month. And so I've really come into my own the last week. We were at the range on Saturday morning. Yeah. And the golf professional at this particular course was about to start his lessons. And he's like, hey, you guys got like half an hour and then I need this bay. It's for teaching only. I was like, all right, no problem. So I'm cleaning up and walking off. And he's like, he's like, hey, you know, you really have a tremendous swing. He's like, you got a lot of power in it. And he said, don't stop playing, keep swinging. And he said one little tweak. And he started showing me this little tweak of what they call shallowing out the club. Yeah. Right. Instead of coming here, just dropping this back elbow and coming through and dude, boom. Sunday morning, it was pouring rain. We couldn't play, but there's an, there's this range with an overhang that you can hit in the rain. And I, I hit two balls that just were like the light went off in my head. One was a seven iron that went bounced off of the 250 yard sign. I had a seven iron probably 220 something and it hit the 250 sign i've never hit a seven iron that far. well the one maybe but i crushed that ball uh -huh. and then i took i i hit the driver and i was routinely hitting 250 you know just easy swings looking for the mechanics i had like four or five 250 and then that last one you know you just see it and you, it's like an airplane yeah and you hit the ball and it just goes and it just takes off perfectly straight right down the middle it was the best feeling i've ever had swinging a golf club was right there yesterday on that driving range yeah it was incredible my wife was there i was in a crappy mood because it was raining but man that totally changed it that was dude there's nothing like you guys don't give a damn about this right but right i'm right. just telling you yeah you pure an iron shot or you pure a driver, and that PXG Gen 6 driver is remarkable. You hit that ball and you just watch it. I mean, literally take off like a jet. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Especially when for three weeks, I could not hit a ball more than 100 yards without murdering small ground squirrels and babies. Like, I'm telling you, put your kids inside. Because it is, it was, man, I was bad with the driver. Saturday, when we actually got out on the course, I had two drives that were piped. And then I made the mistake of taking out the hybrid. But that's not, <laughs> but yesterday with the hybrid. Dude, I hit a hybrid 300 yards yesterday. I'm telling you, this, this, this. Shallowing the club. The shallowing the club. It lets you square the face and use Ooh, the club. Dude. Now, I don't know how to do it, but I know what it does. Hmm. Uh, Spangler says you can't really teach yourself golf. Somebody forgot to tell Bubba Watson that, you know, uh, Hawkins, uh, agrees with Spangler's rest lessons really help so much. This one piece of advice, this, uh, instructor gave me on Saturday, really it changed my swing altogether. It changed. And admittedly, I, I feel like I'd done a pretty good job, pretty much teaching myself how to swing a golf club. I had two birdies on Saturday. I birdied a par four. Saturday, and then 
can't remember the other hole. I had two birdies set. Like I'm actually, I was actually playing well. And I'm just telling, now that the driver's there, I can get on the green in two. I can get on the green in two and, and you know, for, for my money it, on, on par fours and fives, if you can get to the green in two, you're, you're in, you're living on the right side of life. Thanks. That'd be like you having a taco grande pizza every day for the rest of your life. Hi, I'm Kylie and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Oh, Papa Murphy's pizza. We talked about this over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We had the competitor. I am a trader. We had the competitor's pizza recently. And what did I say to you while we were eating that pizza? It's terrible. Papa Murphy's is so much better than this. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, but I don't want to take it home and cook it. (laughs) First of all, be a man. Second of all, hell yeah, you do. Because the end product, and the best part about Papa Murphy's is download the app. You can order it at 6 a.m., pick it up at 5.30 in the the afternoon. Order it at 6 a.m., pick it up at 5.30 in the afternoon. It's on the to-go rack. So your pizza, your marinara meatball, your take and bake chocolate chip cookies. You take them home, you put them in the oven, or you put it on the Traeger smoker, 20 to 25 minutes, you're good to go. And it's so much better. It's so much fresher. All the ingredients at Papa Murphy's, fresh, fresh cut in the store. Like These are all small local business entrepreneurs trying to make their way in business. And I'm telling you, they serve you great. They smile, they're happy, they work hard. And the pizza is creme de la creme. Family home evening tonight, knock it down. Get that Papa Murphy's pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The Monty Show, as always, presented by our friends at The Advocates. And you guys, I got to tell you, it's May 15th. And one of the things that Jake and I see every day, because we drive a lot, whether it's to a golf course, a client meeting, to the, you know, to the show studio, you name it, we drive a lot. There's so much hazard on the road, whether that is, you know, frankly, being nice, a driver with a cell phone in their hand. You see it every day like we do, right? A driver with a cell phone in his hand. Look at all of the construction that's in front of you. Never mind like, hey, big road projects. Think about potholes. It's May. Our snowpack here in Utah has been here for months now, and it feels like it'll be here for months more. They're clearing snow and worrying about flooding. There's potholes on the road everywhere. People swerving to miss them. Please, when you get in the car, the advocates remind you, always wear a seatbelt, always drive defensively, and understand that accidents are going to happen. You didn't deserve to have that guy swerve and hit you when you were driving to work this morning. You just didn't deserve that. But you do deserve an advocate to fight for you. Somebody that's not going to say, hey, give me a, pay- give me a payday, and then I'll fight for you. Right. At the advocates, they understand. The last thing that you're able and sometimes really caring about is money because you're trying to get healthy. God forbid you were riding your bike and somebody hit you because they weren't paying attention or they just weren't respecting your space on your motorcycle. That's not your fault. Let the advocates do the fighting so you can relax, get healthy, get back to living your best version of you. 
That's why you go to the advocates, because they don't ask you for a consultation fee or a big retainer. No. In fact, they want to chat with you for free right now on their website. Do it today. Don't wait. If you've been in an accident, if your loved one, your mom, your sister, your brother, your dad got in a car accident, got hurt at work, God forbid you're trying to you know, pay for your family, your mortgage, your food. You got hurt at work. They're some of the best workmen's comp minds in the business, the advocates. Theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Hour number two. How the heck are you? Our biggest stories in sports today, no doubt about that. I think it's this San Diego State College football realignment story. I think we all knew there was an exit fee for San Diego State, right? We reported exclusively two weeks ago, San Diego State has not said word one to the Mountain West. Sources at the conference told us they have not spoken to San Diego State about, hey, are you guys leaving? San Diego State has not notified the conference they are leaving. Okay, we all knew this was part of the process. But you only have until July 1st to avoid a $51 million penalty to leave the Mountain West in 2024. So they really have six weeks to give notice to the Mountain West that they are leaving. And here we sit on May 15th without a Pac-12 TV deal. And where is the presupposed home of San Diego State in 2024? (coughs) The Pac-12. Maybe this changes that because I think the new news from Ross Stellinger at Sports Illustrated is that July 31st, or excuse me, June 31st now, looms as a massive day in San Diego State athletics history because on July 1st, they owe the Mountain West $51 million if they would like to leave for the 2024 season. That seems highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, and I think the only two scenarios that make sense for San Diego State are to follow the path once taken by Louisville, who said, we're going to leave the Big East. We don't know where we're going, but we're going to leave the conference. They gave notice to avoid significant penalties. I think that's what San Diego State has to do. They have to tell the Mountain West, and listen, we reported on this show, the Big 12 would like to add San Diego State, and we were told six weeks ago now, I think it was, that Fox has agreed to kick in more money for San Diego State but that ESPN is not going to add a full $31 million to add San Diego State. So there's a deal somewhere in the middle for San Diego State, who's told the Big 12, thank you for that, but we would like to go to the Big, uh, or to the Pac-12 because we feel like it's a better fit for us geographically, and we align with our members on the West Coast, which I completely agree with, actually. But if the Pac-12's not capable of bringing that home, if you're San Diego State, does it make sense to risk three times the fee to join the Pac-12. And Jake, I would tell you, I think San Diego State, and this may explain why their athletic director was so unwilling to talk at length to the media about his statement that we're going somewhere, we just don't know where. But Jake, I think this puts San Diego State in a very precarious situation. Yeah, there's no question about it. You're 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 in a pickle, as they say. You're you're in a place where you are you are looking at your situation. You're saying, okay, hey, if we give notice by a certain date, right? Obviously, June June 31st. You know, you're 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 looking at it and you're saying, okay, this is how much we're going to pay. And if you don't, 
and you just sit on your hands, you're paying significantly more. And I think, you know, with the Pac-12, I don't trust the Pac-12. I don't trust the Pac-12 to broker a deal to put San Diego State in a position of success because San Diego State is the one that's on the hook, right? You look at, you know, we talked all about Jimbo and how 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 Jimbo Fisher was very, you know, mediocre. He did some winning, but not necessarily uh, a ton. When coaches move and, get, and do get out of their contracts early, the school and the coaches uh, are responsible for that buyout, obviously, right? You got to pay that person's old job to get them out of that situation to get them into your university. The problem is for San Diego State, you're in a situation where if if you sit on your hands and you wait for this deadline to go by, you're the one responsible for $51 million, right? And we already know, dude, we already know the Pac-12 is on the hook for $50 million in the Comcast situation. So we want to go ahead and make that $100 million, right? You want to make, you want to double the financial hole that you and your institutions are in? No, nobody wants to do that. So to me, I just look at it and I say, okay, yeah, like this is a real deadline in my opinion, whether, you know, whether anyone wants to say that or not, this is a true deadline for expansion. And, and I don't know, I just don't see a path. Like what's the path to getting a TV deal done or a distribution deal done? Because, because we've talked to so many people who say, yeah, you know, ESPN's in the same place, Amazon's out, Apple's out because Apple's an all or nothing proposition, you know, uh, and you're left with this this regionality, as they call it, this TV deal, this linear setup where you're you're basically going to That's you know right. an Ion or a, or That's a CW, right. and you're trying to find, hey, how can we partner to to get Stanford on in the Bay Area or Oregon on in Oregon, like you know these different situations. So I just think it's really difficult when you start putting money and paperwork together uh, to get things done. And that's why I say, if you're San Diego State, if you're not going to the pack. And you've told the Big 12 you're not interested. You're either going to relight the fuse with the Big 12 or you're not going anywhere. Yep, totally agree. Gone to Texas. Says Utah 10-2 and two in the Mountain West in 2010, 7-5 in the pack in 2011. And I think Utah is, is one of the interesting things. Let me pull up their, their schedule. Um, I think one of the interesting things about Utah was I think if you look at Kyle Winningham, and you look at the way that it it took him so long to fight the fight, right? If you look at the way, it, it just is so difficult to recruit up. The issue is not quality. Right. Right, I think we all would agree with that. The issue at Utah was never that Witt didn't know how to coach. The issue at Utah was it takes time to build quality depth. And when you look at how long that climb was, right? And you look at that they were eight, they were four and five in 2011. Three and six, two and seven in 2013. Five and four in 2014. But they really didn't get stability in conference until 2018 at six and three. 2019 at eight and one. 2020 with COVID, they were three and two. Yeah. But 21, eight and one, 22, seven and two. Like it took them six or seven years to get the level of depth that you need to really compete at the top of a conference. Now, does that mean that you can't be 
AP top 25? Absolutely not. Does that mean you can't be AP top 15? Absolutely not. What it means is when you're going into the Big 12, these four teams, you're going to take five years to just recruit up. Because the first couple of years, you look at Utah, four and five in conference, going to the Sun Bowl. Yeah. The next two years, in 2012 and 2013, they don't go to a bowl game. Because you're not talented enough, you don't have the infrastructure to go out and recruit at a high level, so it's a slow grind up. You're JUCOing, you're looking for transfers. Now, now obviously, you have the transfer portal, which helps a lot. You have NIL, which helps a lot. So the game is different than it was for Utah and all those teams that went in the Pac-12. But make no mistake about it, if you believe that the, the, the Cincinnati's and the UCF's and the BYU's are just gonna have a pleasure cruise here, and they're going to win eight, nine games, you're, I think you're up in the night. I think it's just, I think you're crazy. What yeah. Kyle Whittingham did going into the, the Pac-12 was nothing short of miraculous. Yeah. And that now you can see, I mean, there is a visible difference. Trust me, in 2013, Kyle Whittingham had a depth problem. There's no doubt. You didn't have great quarterbacks. You had really good talent outside. You didn't have Travis Wilson, <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> You just never felt like Travis was a world beater, right? With all due respect. But the talent started coming. I just, and defensively, they've always been great. Yeah. Uh, big, bad brass bulls. Utah didn't have the transfer portal that these new teams do in the Big 12. Absolutely uh, I right. I agree with that. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, and, and that's the prime conundrum, right? Hey, all these kids leave in the transfer portal, but he's adding back now. And so it's like, okay, you know, what is that? What What is the ultimate what is the net gain there? Did you just lose all the talent on your roster or are you able to actually, you know, get those guys out and as he said, roll up with Louie and y'all can go ahead and jump in the portal, right? I mean, is it that mentality well, or is but it that your you're not your guy good? Dion, yeah. your guy Dion might be the best example of this because yeah. it's going to be really hard for Prime to roll into Calorada yeah. with that big old hat and no cattle. Yeah. All hat, no cattle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I think it's when when I say no cattle, I mean he is he gonna be three fully three deep, thirty three on offense, thirty three on defense. Mm. You're filling in for somebody. I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. Will it take him six years? No, it'll probably take him three years. But to win at it's a win in major college football. You have to shed the worst 25 players on your roster every single season. Yes. They got to take a walk. You got to take a walk. You got to go. It's true. And it's really difficult to... It's really difficult, in my opinion, if you're Dion, to walk in and, and field 44 football players, 22 and 22, who can compete with... Dude, look at the Pac-12. You know Oregon's built. You know Washington's built. You know Utah's built. You know SC. You know UCLA. Those five teams, I mean, it, it is. It, yes. That's a torture chamber. <laughs> and that doesn't even include Oregon State over there. Right? That doesn't even, nothing. With DJ Uyunglele, who everybody says is going to win the Heisman Trophy this year, which I say stop smoking your ayahuasca. Seriously. It's tea. You drink it. I get it. My point is, 
Dude, it's conference in football. For, for everything that they're not as far as business people and TV deals, dude, they're, up, they're ball busting in football. Yes. Basketball? Eh. Not football? really. Football? Mm. Tell you what, Arizona's going to beat some teams they shouldn't. I'm for real. Greg Hawkins. Travis Wilson was such a breath of fresh air uh, after those dark years of nothing behind center. Well. Well, I, I mean, you, you look at, but w- did Travis Wilson really live up to it? No. No. I mean, who remembers Travis Wilson going head over heels at Michigan? Like, wasn't that one of the defining moments of the Kyle Whittingham Pac-12 era? Was Travis Wilson going to Michigan and winning that game? In the rain with nobody in the, in the stands. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. Right? But wasn't it Kenny Scott and Drez Anderson? Right? Wasn't it Murph at tight end? Like, if you think about those teams... And you think about the, the running backs, and you, you think about Booker at running back, and those were the years where things really started coming together, and you still missed a bowl game in 2013. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. Winning football games is hard. It's not easy, man. It's hard. Tell Brian Keithy. Tell Brian Keithy about hard. When the kid was going to be one of the best tight ends in the country and probably one of the first off the board. And then he wrecks his knee. And now here he is back. Tell Cam Rising about hard and, and the injury bug that that kid has fought every day of his Utah career. Un, you know, before that is, you know, quitter quarterback with a noodle arm went to your mom's house. What are you, must? To play football. And then finally Cam got the job. Like, football is hard. And then you get 44 guys who can play, and it's still hard. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, man, it, this is such a, di- like, and then you look at the Big 12, like, holy cow, this conference, do you understand how down you, uh, uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were last year? Oklahoma was a turnstile for wins. When's the last time that we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to Norman, that's a win. It's a Big 12! Still water my ass. It's Division One football! When's the last time this conference was in this shape where Kansas and Kentucky where, or excuse me, K-State and Kansas were more competitive than Oklahoma and Oklahoma <coughs> State? <coughs> I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know we've ever been able to say that. Yeah, I don't know. Where Baylor is not dominating in basketball, they had some moments where that offensive line was rolling people. Like, the, the Big 12 is, I, I think the Big 12 is about... The Big 12 could be entering the, 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 the absolute spring of their greatness. Keep it real. Because they're rock solid for, for probably the next two years in basketball. But, dude, the, foot, the seedlings that have been planted around this conference in football, it's going to be tough. Tough. Um, let's see. Willie, Baylor is my team. Ain't going to happen this year, 8-5, and five, maybe. We'll find out. We will find out. Baylor was a major disappointment last year. Right, but are you telling me that Baylor's not? You're telling me that Baylor's not talented. You're telling me Baylor's not talented. They are. And are you telling me that they're not going to get that figured out? You really believe that they're going to be a massive disappointment again this year? Because if you look at their commits... I mean, I think they, I, I honestly think they have a couple of guys 
that I think are off their offensive line, which I don't think anybody should be surprised about. Their offensive line, in my opinion, you know, whether it's Isaiah Robinson, I think he is going to be he is going to be very good. Their trench in general, their line play in this recruiting class, I'd be shocked if three, four NFL players don't come out of this class. Because I look at their line play, I, I think they are <clears throat> I think they are going to be very, very good. Yeah. And you just look at the guys that are, are enrolled and you look at some of the transfer portal that they have. Dude, like Carter from Utah State, I think is an instant player on this team. Instant player. There's that, no doubt in my mind. And the other one that I think they got that linebacker, the kid from Liberty, Mike Smith from Liberty. I think he's an I think he's an instant contributor for Baylor defensively. And that doesn't even talk about Campbell Barrington and Clark Barrington, who are two impact players BYU on Baylor's offensive line right now. So, you can say what you want about Baylor. Were they great last year? They were not. But Baylor's Baylor's incoming talent level I, I'm telling you now. Baylor's incoming talent level is going to be impactful. I think you are going to, remember, we said this on May 15th. I think you're going to have three, four legit NFL prospects come off those lines. And if they don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, hey, look, Dave Patrick's back. Always oh, Mr. Negative. Deanne does not know what he is doing by hyping himself. But hyping himself. Okay. Yeah, he's got no talent coming in. I don't. I. I just. I disagree. Don't. He doesn't know what he's doing. I. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of hype for sure. But to doesn't, say he doesn't know, know what, what he's, he's doing, doing is a little excessive. But and by what measure? Always good to see you, Dave. Uh, Anthony Zapping gives us two dollars. Wait, what was the San Diego State bombshell clickbait? Fucking right, it was clickbait. Did you click on it, by the way? Oh, that's right. So we did our job. And it's you, all part of the plan. Oh wait, let me get this right. And you gave us $2. And we gave you news you didn't know about San Diego State. And you commented. Thank you. And you commented. And you gave us $2. And you clicked on it. And go back to the beginning of the show if you want to know. Love right. you, bro. Love you. You know. Seriously, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's like, not this clickbait, is, by the way. Yeah, we delivered, you, we delivered you San Diego State news. We did. And if you want to go back to the beginning to watch it again, do it. Uh, Spangler, uh, Baylor football is probably the most overachieving football program in history. Uh, They're that team that wins some games they shouldn't, but never win the whole thing. Yeah, I think Dave Aranda has. I think Dave Aranda is, is a good coach. Now, you want to talk about Baylor basketball? Ah, we're talking. Ah, we're talking. Yeah, Baylor basketball is legit. Like I'm just sitting here looking through Baylor's transfer portal. Keytron Jackson from from Arkansas, dude. I yeah, and we talked about Dominic Richardson from Oklahoma State, and I know all the Okie State guys are like, "Oh, doesn't matter, he sucks. Wasn't gonna play here." I'm sure, he wasn't. Right. That's a guy you want. That's a guy you want. In my in my opinion, but you look at the you look at Baylor's transfer portal. Come on now. And that's not even their, their recruiting class. I don't know. Maybe, hey, listen, maybe I'm just more optimistic than, than most people are. I am certain, as most, as most fans of the Big 12 will tell you, I am no, uh, 
I am no, um, what's the right way to say it? I am no uh, Big 12 homer. Right. I mean, I don't frequent truck stops like all the other Big 12 yeah, fans do. the truck do. stop conference. You know. Um, everybody, and then everybody in the Pac-12 will be like, you hate the Pac-12. And all the Big fan, 12 fans, you hate the Big 12, you clickbaiter. <laughs> you know. You fucking donkey. Right? <laughs> Willie Wilson, uh, talented, but the Big 12 is deeply talented this year. Massively talented this year. Yeah. Massively talented. Uh, anonymous S anonymous B B okay, so your name is anonymous anonymous uh, Dion Smith to BYU good or bad pickup good pickup but he's got to prove himself I mean Colorado cut loose so many guys I think you don't know until and spring ball is such an anomaly I think because you have no idea what was going on in Boulder no idea and None. there are so many mixed reports on whether it was a good atmosphere or a bad atmosphere. How much were you praying and forcing people to pray? You know. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. I don't think Baylor is necessarily going to disappoint. I'm just saying Aranda's seat is going to get hot if they don't have a big year. I think they have a big year because their schedule, and I don't want to speak out of turn because God forbid we would piss some people off. But Baylor's <coughs> schedule this year, coming off of a six and seven season, Texas State win, Utah loss. in in Waco loss, probably a loss, Long Island win, Texas in win. Waco, they don't leave home until September thirtieth at UCF. So I think they're three and one, and I think they're going to give Utah everything that they can handle. Yeah. I think they go to UCF and win. I think their first real, real bloodbath is Texas Tech. Uh-huh. That's in, in Waco. Again, huge game, but where is it? It's at Baylor. So I would, probably lean, I would probably lean Baylor. At Cincinnati probably is a, is a well, It's coming out of a bye week, which I like for Baylor. So I think that's a win. So I'm going to give them the Utah loss. So that's one right there, and we're on... Iowa State in Waco, October 28th. That's a win. That's a win. Houston in Waco again. Loss. That's a loss. That's their second loss. At K-State, that's their third loss. Yeah. At TCU for their fourth loss, and then they finish it home by blowing out West Virginia. Yeah. So you, uh, what, eight and four? I think they are eight and four. Yeah. That's better. I think they are eight and four. It's coming off there. of a six and seven season. I think Dave Aranda gets a bounce back. But West Virginia is an interesting club as well because West Virginia is coming off of a year where they were terrible in conference. And their schedule, you want to talk about just, all right, let me drop my nuts in a meat grinder. Yeah. At Penn State to open the season. Loss. Duquesne at home. That's a win. Pitt in what is one of the best rivalries ever. Is Unknown. At home, I think you can't call that. Yeah, that's unknown. I would lean Pitt, be, but unknown. So let's give it to West Virginia. Texas Tech at home. Loss. At TCU. Loss. At Houston. Loss. Home for Okie State. Better be a win, but it's probably a loss. I'm going to say win. That'll be their third win. So right now, you're three and four. I, at UCF, it's tough. That's a tough I'm game. I'm saying that's a loss. That's tough, Three and dude. five. 
Home for BYU. Long trip for BYU. That's you gotta go win there. I don't buy the I, BYU's gonna have to show it to me. Four and four on the road. I think that's why BYU loses at Oklahoma again. Uh, is Venables is Venables on life support by the time eleven eleven rolls around? Is he on life support? <laughs> but, but I'm serious. Like you want to you say Dave Aranda's on the hot seat. If Venables doesn't if, if he doesn't win seven eight nine games, which I don't know how they're gonna do it. But if he doesn't win seven, eight, nine games, tell me that his butt crack isn't sweating. Dude, it is. Because that seat's going to be on Dude, fire. Dude, the pipe is hot. It's hot. I'm going to say that's a loss for West Virginia. Out of here. You're four and five. Oh. I think Cincinnati's a win. Five and five. At Probably Baylor's Cincinnati. a loss. Five and seven. Right, because you're going to lose to Penn State. You're going to you're going to lose to Texas Tech. You're going to lose to TCU Houston. I think you're going to beat Okie State. You're going to beat UCF. Brutal. Going to Cincinnati, dude. West Virginia's got a tough spot. Well, at least they have Bob Huggins. You know. <laughs> Why? No, no, no. Why? What are you locked down the Big Twelve now? <laughs> okay, that's uh, enough. Stop, please. My bad. My bad. Uh, you guys uh, have no idea how bad Baylor used to be. Oh yeah. I oh, do. we're we're familiar, but we're not oh, talking yeah, about how bad they used to be. We're okay. talking about how good they are now. Look at the depths their basketball program had at one point. Players killing play. Like, come on now. Uh, Raider Mark with Kansas better. There are very uh, few easy wins in the Big Twelve. I very agree. Um, and I think your biggest games better be at home. They better be at home. Yeah, if your biggest games are on the road, you're going to have a rough year. But, again, this is what I said about Baylor. Baylor's toughest games, where are they? They're in Waco. Yeah. I think, yes, Raider Mark. Home field advantage will help. Yes, it was. Uh, K-State in the 80s, Baylor in the 90s, KU in the 10s. Worst college football ever played. Kansas? Kansas. God. The coach, you remember... Oh, the big dude because who used it's to garbage. use a bath towel to wipe his ass. Like, dude, Kansas. I'm sorry. I thought you just said dude used a bath towel dude. to wipe his ass. You're going to have to narrow that down for me a little bit, okay? Because I, I, I don't know how to identify folks off of, you know, bath towel ass wiping technique. I don't want. <laughs> we should not get into this. <laughs> this is bad, dude. This is. This is bad. This is bad for everybody. Should I say his name? Should I say? Should I say his name? Dude. You it guys, is what it is. You guys remember Mark Mangino? Oh man. How many people remember that? Oh. That. And I should look up the list Dude. of their coaches. Dude. How many? How many people remember that? Um, Oh, uh, Les Miles was the coach at Kansas for 2019, 2020. How oh. many people remember Charlie Weiss fell to his depths? Here I am. And was five and 22 following up <laughs> Turner Gill. Oh my God. Turner because Gill was five and 19. Clint Bowen was the interim at one and seven. Oh. Dave Beatty was six and 40 fucking two. <laughs> six and 42. <laughs> How, dude? Because it's garbage. Dude, those win percentages are real, though. Oh, my God.
<laughs> Bro, I thought you said five and forty-two. Six and forty-two for a one twenty-five winning percentage. Bro, and fire Lance, buddy. Lance Leopold's gotten an extension for being eight and seventeen. Dude, what are we doing? You guys. Oh my God. Come on, man. Like that's rough. Bro. All right. Uh Anthony Zappin gives us ten more dollars. Okay. Went to the beginning, no San Diego State bombshell. Just a fatty talking about his golf swing. Being fired by multiple radio stations. Who's been fired by multiple radio stations? Yeah, good try, bud. Who's fired by multiple radio stations? You need this $12 more than me. Like, see, this is the guy that I don't understand. So let me just get this right. Please explain. You've paid me $12 to tell me I'm fat. And I'm talking about my golf swing. You've commented twice. You went back to the beginning of the video while watching the video live. Now you've come back to watching it live. All you're doing is helping our show grow. Yep. That's all you're doing. Yep. So, hey, I'm fat, but I can fix that. You can't fix stupid. So. That's right, T. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Zachary Hardy says Mark Mangino. Dude. Dude. <laughs> you guys remember that? I still can't get over the consistency of the losing percentages oh, in those man. years, dude. Dude. Uh, Spangler, poor man Gino. That's what I'm saying. Poor man Gino. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake Nelson, man Gino used drapes for a cardigan. Oh, my God. You guys, be nice. Travis Bird, the University of Utah would go undefeated. Maybe. Maybe. Victor's the way. Maury Alvarez, was he team lean? Oh, stop. Yeah. You guys. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so clutch, Maury. Bros, Mangino was our good coach. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jake says uh, Lance can recruit. Uh, seriously, dude. The Mangino, awesome, dude, dude. the Mangino stories. Oh my god! Oh. I just can you imagine being in a physical state, like, dude? No, no, I can't. I feel so bad for dudes like that. I feel like it, <laughs> truck stop Gumby wants to know if he can have the twelve dollars. Yeah, you know. Uh, Renee Roca says, dude has a pic of his daddy cupping his head. Hey man, I'm just saying. Uh, Victor's the way says I want $12. How much weight do I need to gain? And how bad does my golf swing need to be? That's Victor's what I'm saying. The way. Yeah, That's dude, what I'm thanks saying. Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's so, you know, the funny thing is, dude, it's just such a, like, is that the best you could do? Like, is that the best well, insult no. you what's, could come up what's with? What's awesome is guys like him are like, Oh, you're fat, dude. Wow. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Ain't ducking, no smoke. Oh my God. That's the most original line I've ever... I'm fat? Oh, my God. I had no idea. Thank you so much for letting me know. I'm going to go on a diet because you gave me $12. I'll head right over to Jenny Craig, dude. Appreciate you. Like, be better. Are you be serious? Better. Are you serious? I mean, if you're going to insult the show, be better, dude. At least come up with something original. Right? Like, so, oh, by the way, you had no idea that they had a multiplier on San Diego State had a multiplier on their contract. And you knew if they didn't, if they didn't go to another conference by June, July 1st, it was $51 million. No, you didn't, because that only came out like two hours ago. So feel free. 
And by the way, I've never been fired by any radio station. Yeah. So knock yourself way, out. You're, you're the same guy who's probably going to roll in here and be like, oh, you guys can't get on the radio. We don't want to be on the radio, dude. Yeah. And by the way, everybody in this town has offered us a job multiple times. By the way, real quick, anyone see that, uh, let's see, so Ford, Audi, BMW, Jaguar, and Land Rover no longer putting AM radios in their new cars? Anyone see that? Who knew? Who the hell knew? Yeah. Can you, here's a tip for you. When you want to come in and be a hater, at least use hefty or That's husky. That's what I'm saying, Let's dude. get the proper nomenclature yeah. for fat ass rolling on the show. Jackwagon. Be better, dude. I mean, it'd be Come better. On. Like, it's not even original. Jackass. Connor Johnson says, I don't consider Monty to be fat and definitely not in today's America. Listen, dude, th the funny thing is, yeah, I, I am a, I'm a large human. There's no, I had a small woman one time walk up to me and say, you're a giant. Why? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm 6'3". I'm a big dude. I lift pretty much four days a week. I'm a man. I play golf. Like, I don't care that this is the issue that the haters don't get. I don't care what you think. Yeah. If, if you think I look great and I think I look terrible, what's that doing for me? <laughs> nothing. That's exactly what it's doing for me. It's doing absolutely nothing. Which, on a regular basis, is why I tell you uh, to join us at RSL and NYFC. On June 10th, you can eat all you want in the Zag Club yeah, at RSL. Yeah, come be fat with us, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Seriously. Fat. This is going to be amazing. Uh, we are taking 15 of our listeners with us. Um, I know we don't have any because I'm fat. Right, you know. right, right. Um, we are down to, I think, four spots left. For RSL versus NYFC in the Zag Club, all you have to do, and it's been remarkable to watch you guys in action. All you have to do, very simply, head to American Fork, go to the Big O Tires, and I don't know, get your oil changed. Buy a new set of tires like Riley O'Brien and his friends did. They're all coming to the RSL match June 10th against NYFC. It's going to be amazing. We're going to put you in the Zag Club. You get all the food you want, all the drink you want, excluding alcohol. You get VIP entry and parking. You get a pregame on-field experience where you get to watch warm-ups on the pitch which with RSL. And then we have seats that are amazing. Look at the view. Look at this view. Let me find the picture. Uh, from inside the Zag Club at RSL. America First Field. There it is. That's how we're going to watch the game. And we get seats outside as well. It's going to be off the chain. Do you want to guarantee your spot for RSL and NYFC on June 10th? Any card need you have, big O tires and American Fork, oil change, alignments, tire rotation, top off your fuel. Hey, guess what they're doing for me on Wednesday? They're tinting my, my uh, brand new Jeep all the way around, getting ceramic tint. It's going to be awesome because I trust Ryan. You know why I trust Ryan? He's the owner of big O tires. He's a local business owner. I've spent time talking to him. By the way, if you're a BYU fan, he is a massive BYU fan. Guys like Zach Wilson bring in their, their Porsches in there. He puts tires on them for them. Uh, Kingsley Suamataia has a Jeep Grand Cherokee just like mine. Brings it in. like He takes care of all the BYU guys in American Fork. It. Big O tires. Go in. Say, hey, I need my oil changed. All right, done. Cool. Shoot me a picture. Tell him, hey, Ryan. I heard about you on the Monty Show. I'd like to get an oil change. Boom, done. You're joining us at RSL. Oh, by the way, you don't want to go and get your car fixed? The other thing you can do is go to Super Chicks. 
the best chicken sandwich in the business, Super Chicks in Ogden and St. George. All you got to do, roll in there. Now, if you're like Jake, you're going to get a, what's it? A it's a bacavo. Bacavo. Because I'm fat. It's a bacavo, and no, it's the I'm best fat. one he they called have. me, I'm the fat guy talking <laughs> about my golf swing. My remember? bad, sorry. I was confused. Um, I'm telling you, I get the deluxe extra pickles. Phenomenal. Take a picture, you're entered to win. It's that simple. Super Chicks, Ogden, uh, and St. George. Make sure you hook it up so you can go to RSL, NYFC, June 10th with the Monty Show. It's going to be awesome. Super stoked. We're working on the design for our T-shirt. Everybody who goes gets a, uh, a special T-shirt designed just for that event. Wait till you see it. Wait until you see it. It's going to be freaking phenomenal, you guys. And, by the way, the things that are coming on this program, you do not want to miss. Just oh, yes. Just oh. saying, dude. Our promotions, our promotions are going to be phenomenal. By the way, we will be live at uh, Big 12 Media Day, July 12th and 13th at uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. We will be live on site for those two days. Cannot wait for that. Um, of course, I'd love to tell you we're going to Pac-12 Media Day, but they haven't announced a venue or you know, the event itself yet. <coughs> we know it's going to be in <coughs> Vegas. So that's going to be phenomenal. But uh, a big, big summer of promotions coming up on the show. Whew. Big O Tires and American Fork. Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road and in St. George. Come join us for RSL football against NYFC on June 10th. Victor's the way wants to know if Jake is bringing Paige. Not sure yet. Gary says, y'all going to be gunning for, uh, for big O like Ja guns for Damn, IG Lives. Damn, bro. Damn, Dude, bro. This Ja Morant situation is no joke, though. In all seriousness. Yeah. If you think about this Ja situation, I, I really want to talk about this because yeah. I, I, I am curious what you guys think of this. Did you see this, this story over the weekend where Ja Morant, and it's hard for me to even say it out loud, Ja Morant pulled a gun on a live stream again. And I just don't understand this out of Ja Morant. With all of the things that he's been through with the NBA. That's Ja Morant sitting in a car holding a handgun. Yeah. At or pointed to his head, I don't know. But am I the only one? I am truly, and maybe I'm just dumb. I'm a fat golfer, like dude said. Maybe I just don't get it. But am I the only one who is totally stunned by this? Like, I just cannot believe this. Yeah. I cannot believe that he did this. Uh, like, what, what are you thinking? Like, how is this at all? Like, it, it, what is it? It lacks common sense. You just took, and they let you off easy. Yeah. You took an eight-game suspension and by some accounts only did between two and four therapy sessions. Got to play in the playoffs, like. And now, you did it again. And I don't know what you do with this guy. I think I am in the camp that you have to come down hard on him because now you're enabling him. Yeah. Right, and this is what we talked about. Yeah. And again, you're looking at a picture of John Morant, and I'll say allegedly holding a gun on, a, on an Instagram live stream. Uh-huh. You had to know this was going to happen, right? Like, he knew if he went on IG Live, he had to know 
that there was going to be heavy heat for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, but I, but I think the problem is, and, you know, and it's all speculation, right? I mean, obviously, I don't know John's personal life, but I think, you know, clearly this guy has some issues with substance abuse. This guy clearly yeah. has some issues with lifestyle abuse. Uh, and I think John Morant is not a professional. And the only reason I Man. say that is because of this whole situation, because a true professional would never be in these situations. And, and what I mean by that, I want to be really clear. John Morant wouldn't be hanging out with people who thought it was a good idea to roll up on IG Live while he was either drunk or, like, whatever is happening here with a gun in his hand, who? right? I mean, you, you wouldn't, like... Like I understand that every NBA player's got a circle and friends and a in a uh, you know a group you know that follows him around, but we know that Jaw's group is not. While they say they might be pro Jaw, they're not really pro Jaw. They're pro money because if you were pro Jaw, you wouldn't have let him stand on that Land Rover in the middle of the day and dance on it, right? And you wouldn't let him pull out a handgun. A sizable one of that, based on the picture, you wouldn't it's let crazy. him pull that thing out and just wave it around. Do you know how dangerous that is? And and, and I know, like Jaws up, Jaws a badass, and he's this gangster yeah, mentality yeah, guy, yeah, and yeah, it's a yeah, gun, yeah. and he knows what he's doing. But do you understand just how easy it is to accidentally shoot someone, like just waving the thing around? This to me feels like he, he, he learned nothing. The people around him learned nothing, and I was going to go right to his dad. I think when I look at this picture right here, I think when I look at this picture of John Morant, the only thing that comes to my mind is, dude, somebody has got to get him to stop doing this. Somebody has to say no to John Morant. Mm -hmm. That's what this comes down to. Because I think you got to knock him off the, the, the court for at least half a year. I think you have got to give him a 41-game suspension. You cannot be responsible for him hurting himself or hurting somebody else. Yeah. And when you play with guns the way John Morant's playing with guns, that's that's not if, it's when. Yeah, people will happen. die. People, people will he, die. He or somebody close to him, unfortunately, will likely get shot. Yeah. And it, if, if they do nothing about this, and by the way, the Memphis Grizzlies have suspended him from all team activities indefinitely. If the NBA does nothing about this, and he shoots himself or somebody else, whose fault is it? Well, it's Ja Morant's fault. He's got the gun in his hand. But if you don't punish him, you've said, Ja, that's okay. You put the gun in your hand. Everything's good. Y'all feel me? You can't let this happen. There's no getting away from it. You can't. And the sad thing is, this goes back to this narrative about, hey, you know what? He's just, he's just an NBA player who does what he wants. He's rich. He's got guns. He's got curls. Like, Because it brings, in my opinion, a negative impression of the NBA. That's what I feel like with this. And I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think you've got to take him off for half a year. I think that Jaws behavior the first time didn't bring a negative image to the NBA. I think it brought a negative image of John Moran. Man, I, you now, really don't think well, it did? Well, here's why. Because now, now that it's happened again, now it's like, okay, it's happened again, and the NBA hasn't done a damn thing about it yet. And, and I agree. I think they will come down heavy on him. But, but now it's like, okay you know, hey, fool me once, fool me twice type deal, right? So if it's a fool me twice thing and they give him 16 games, hey, we're going to double his suspension because that's doubling his suspension. That still doesn't feel like enough. I mean, I, I'm i talking about 100000 $200,000 fine, 40 games. Like, I'm talking about pun you got to punish this guy to a point where he's like, oh, wow, like, 
hey, yeah, maybe I do need to make some changes because I'm really feeling this in my pocketbook, you know, because that's what these guys care about ultimately. Yeah. Because that's what's enabling them. By the way, thank you, David C., our newest member. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. David, appreciate you. I also think that this has to go a long way where you, you, you cannot just, we've got to stop just looking past what these guys do. Because again, will anybody not buy John Morant's shoe over this? Well, maybe John doesn't deserve to have a shoe. Will anybody stop buying Powerade? Well, maybe Josh shouldn't have a Powerade endorsement. Like that's, that's what talks to people. Yeah. Because right now, I agree with you 100%. If you take him off the court for 41 games, that's half his paycheck for the year that he does not get. Yep. And I think you, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yep. Uh, salty victors the way. If this was Australia, he'd be in jail. Well, but in our country... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great point, dude. And I think, you know, in our country, guns are commonplace. People, hundreds of... Um, must be thousands of people die a day. Yeah. You know, like... 40 games for Josh Salty says, G. Lee wants to know if Jake ghosted Paige. Bro, how long has it been since you watched the show, bro? <laughs> you're telling me you're casual with that comment. He did not. He did not. Uh, can you do a giveaway for an evening with Morant? Yeah, I don't think we can put you in danger. No, like I'm not that. trying to die. You know what I mean? Victor's the way. Renee says you mean the Tarrant County Cowboys Stadium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jansen says picking up the car from Big O right now. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Let's go, Jansen. Let's go. Matt Ritson says first class luxury boxes for your soccer party. Hell yes, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm stoked. We're not playing, bro. I am stoked. You know. Uh, Willie Wilson says, as Tom Joyner used to say, look in the mirror and repeat after me, you look good to me. Hell yeah. Hey, man, I, I, I seriously don't care what people think. Oh, I think it's hilarious that dude thought coming in here and saying that kind of thing. Notice he hasn't commented since. Notice he's just disappeared. Yeah. And that's why. Because it's, it's an unoriginal, uh, lazy-ass take. And yeah. I appreciate you paying, paying, paying to uh, make an idiot of yourself, dude. Uh, Little Jizzy says, could have sworn Jake was into dudes. <laughs> what? Yeah, what know. is in the water today? Yeah, dude, I don't know what y'all uh, are. Spangler, but Dylan Brooks doesn't fit the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Oh, my God. Well, and it's a really interesting comparison you make there because Dylan Brooks' problem is on the court. It's, not, it's nothing off the floor. Like, Dylan Brooks is a hard ass on the floor who gets in trouble and gets yeah. too many technicals. And totally that's agree. not even your biggest problem. Dude, if that was your biggest problem, you guys would still be playing ball right now. And that's my other point with Ja. How good could Ja be if he put all this away? But here's the question that I have, though. Like, this is now the second team we're hearing about with this. We were talking to a friend of ours today. Yes, even fat people have friends. Uh, and I hey, was... Wow. I should stop. Wow, that's cold, bro. But I was telling him, like, hey, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. John Wall was telling the Houston Rockets, hey, just so you guys know, this isn't what the NBA is really like. You can't act like this. We, we can't practice like this. We can't play like this. You can't be in the club all the time. What did Steven Adams say about the Memphis Grizzlies? We're not professional. We're out in the clubs. We're out after games. We're right off the team flight into strip clubs. He was talking about John Morant. You can't, you can't, make people act professionally you can teach them but in memphis are they teaching these young guys like john morant and dylan brooks how to be professionals by their actions i would say they're not yeah no, by their actions i would say they're not totally agree 
you know. Greg Hawkins says, I have this really nice RSL scarf that takes two or three people to hold it. Bring it to the match. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Truck Stop Gumby says, sad. Uh, Salty says, an example of your flimsy gun laws, dude. You are not kidding. Yeah, I don't know that we have gun laws, dude. Simon says, examples have to be set and others will play uh, the same game of I make big money. What can I get away with? Oh, my God. Yeah, but isn't that the yes. history of, of our country? I yes. Mean, you know, not to turn this into some political thing, but I mean, whether we're talking politics or basketball players or whatever, I mean, we're just out here, you know, doing whatever we want to do. I mean, hell, look at the head coach uh, or ex-head coach of Alabama baseball. Right? Hey, out, dude, out here gambling. You're out here gambling, doing whatever the hell you want to do. And oh, right. Now you have a lot more time to gamble because you got fired. Yeah. So that's why I say, like, this should be 40 games at least. This should be a couple hundred thousand dollars. Totally agree. In my opinion, in addition totally to agree. the money you're going to forego through your suspension, because I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan at all of time served. Hey, dude. No. Bro, you got suspended. You're, that inherently comes with the price of not making that money. We're also going to dime you, you know, 200 G's to make a point. And let's see what you think of that. Spangler about John Morant, who you see on the screen in this, this pull from his Instagram live feed says he's not even that significant of a player. That doesn't matter, dude. Well, he should be. And now we know part of the reason. And he's I would not. disagree that he's not a significant part of the player. I would, I would, I would challenge you on that and say he's one of the up and coming faces of the league. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. And the whole hard part about this is it opens up this whole discussion about guns and yep. you know people and guns and the Second <laughs> Amendment. And it it just the issue in my mind with John Morant isn't his right to own a gun. Yeah, he doesn't respect the power of that pistol. That's the thing that scares you. Yeah. Because I don't care if people own guns. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, you know, my brother who's a cop or used to be a cop always used to say when, because I consulted when I bought my first gun. I consulted him and I said, hey, here's the gun I want to buy. Here's what I'm going to use it for. Home protection. And he's like, the first second you start turning it over like it's a toy or get rid of it because you're going to kill yourself or somebody else. Yeah. And I look at these, these pictures of John Morant, and that's my, my, my asshole brother's words just go right through my head. Hey, the second you start playing with it and holding it sideways, and it's exactly right. And I look at John Morant, and you look at, you look at this picture of John in a car, holding it up to his head like it's no big deal. What if he fires that gun and it goes through his sunroof? Where's the bullet going to land? You have no idea where that bullet's going to land. Right, like we—I I mean, the next time a stray bullet kills a small child, yeah, or the next time a bullet meant for somebody kills somebody else, that's the issue with guns that we have. We don't respect the fact that, you know, what's the old saying? It, 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 anybody can carry a gun. It takes a man to pull that gun out and pull the trigger, yeah, and understand, hey, there are repercussions. You pull that gun out, you better be ready to kill somebody. And guys like John Morant don't respect that. That's the issue. Like having guns on your coffee table, that's not being a responsible gun owner. Having a gun next to your head in the car is not being a responsible gun owner. It's just not. It's not. And that, that's the issue we have. Jet Wayman, what's up, Tile King? I own guns. They stay at home in my safe unless I'm gonna, uh, going out for target practice. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. My guns are in my home for personal protection, and they are secured. 
I am trained. I know how to use them. I you have don't a, even have people that live with you, bro. No, I have a concealed carry permit. Like, I am fully trained, and I know how to use my gun. And even I don't shoot my gun enough. You know, uh, Josh should be at home with his daughter, Jacob DeLambo says. But it's, it, it, I, I don't disagree with that. He's allowed to be out driving around in cars. But what you're not allowed to do is put other people's lives in danger. When I go blow your own foot off or some shit, do that. Yeah. But when you're blow your leg off, not yeah, your when you're driving around like this, come on, come on, Landon McCurdy. There's already a huge boycott about buying his shoe. I'm sure there is, Lando. I'm sure there is. Travis Bird, Victor, whenever, forever, go on live with a gun. The only news reports you'll get about him is helping out old ladies across the street and reading to blind kids. Victor's the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dude, I have a terrible report for you. So I was talking to some uh, NBA folks today who had spoken to some people around the league. Um, The Jazz have a significant preference for college basketball players over academy kids. um, um, Which means they are not going to be looking for unproven talent Unfortunately, unfortunately, much like Victor Wambanyama. Victor's the way. Unfortunately, like Victor Wambanyama. But wait, I thought that dude was was the Jesus Christ of basketball. I oh, thought that I, dude. I mean, I mean, I thought that dude. You know, there was no doubt that you know whether he played for you know actual yeah. competitive basketball. You know, like real basketball real basketball or whether he played against soft ass french players like rudy gobert um you know i thought that he was the best thing that's ever happened to basketball and everything but now you're telling me that the utah jazz are prioritizing are prioritizing guys that are playing d1 uh college basketball in the united states of america against nba talent or future nba talent Dude, I don't know how I, I don't know you you I don't know where you're getting at We're or getting why all that'd be cray, smart. Cray, cray. Yeah, I mean I don't know what what why they would be looking at Ain't that. Ducking so no smoke. Smoke. <laughs> Ain't ducking no smoke. Right though, I mean, and this is the problem, is that you have a situation where I all I can say is, um, is that you cannot under any circumstance believe that the Jazz are a going to be in a position. Uh, to draft Victor Wambanyama. And I think if, if we're getting down the brass tacks, um, the guys that I would tell you that the Jazz would be interested in, Grady Dick, Anthony Black, and Cam Whitmore. Well, well, And well. from what I understand, Cam Whitmore is, is of big interest Stud. to the Utah Jazz. And I think rightfully so. I absolutely think rightfully so. I, I think when you look at um, where the Utah Jazz are, it, it is not, in my opinion, in their timeline. And it's unfortunate because I think Ammon Thompson is going to be a hell of a player in this league. But I do agree it's going to take three to five years to get him NBA ready. Uh-huh. And I think that's a real problem. And I think, I think when you look at Victor Wambanyama, he's a three-year project. I mean, he's not, he's not got an NBA body at this point. And I, I'm really concerned about his ability to shoot the three. He's only shooting 29% in France. And the reason that's so significant is because I don't believe that he can go inside and bang with the bodies that are in the NBA. Victor's the way. Because even guys like, like, think about Josh Hart with the Knicks blocking dudes at the rim. 
Like, is Victor Wambanyama dunking on the strong guards in this league? Is, is he, think about John Morant. If John Morant's coming for that ass, is, is Victor Wambanyama doing anything about it? No. Nah. He's not. But luckily, Ja won't be because he'll be at home or in counseling. But th- think about a guy like Ant. Think about a guy like, I mean, if you think about the best players in this league. You're not Jimmy Butler, dude. No. You're not. Exactly you're right. You're stopping are, Jason Tatum. But what are you going to do if you're Victor Wambanyama and Julius Randle or Anthony Davis or, because they're going to pick and roll your ass into Anthony um, Davis and LeBron James. Because if he's playing, let's say he plays a 3-4 combo. Yeah. Are you telling me the Lakers won't pick and roll him into defending um, Anthony Davis um, every single time? You would. Uh, come on now. Like, that's, that's just common sense. Common sense. Yeah. That's all it is in my mind. The Nye guy. Well, hello, the Nye guy. Good to see you, friend. I really don't want another skinny French kid on the team. Big Greg Oden vibes. Ooh. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Nah, I'm good, bro. I want more. I'm good. Don't you know who I am? You know. Um, All right. The Monty Show, as always, is uh, this hour's show, as always, is presented by our good friends uh, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. But why would you only want 25% off? May 17th through 20. So that is Wednesday Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Use the code GETBOGO to get buy one, get one free at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the the promo code GETBOGO, G-E-T-B-O-G-O, at Papa Murphy's Pizza in the app, papamurphyspizza.com. You want to get a buy one, get one free from May 17th through the 20th, which is Wednesday through Saturday, Promo code GETBOGO. Buy one, get one free. That's how you get it at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Love it, guys. I mean, they always, you know, we always have discounts for you. Like, usually it's Monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. You guys, right now, it's just get a free pizza. Yeah. Get a free pizza. Get BOGO. Get buy one, get one free. Yeah. May 17th through the 20th. I'm telling you, it is a smashing smashing deal. Uh, let's see. Alan Train says Jalen Green for Quentin Grimes. Who says no? <laughs> uh, I think Everybody. the Knicks say no. I, what, really? Yeah. Would You You wouldn't take Jalen Green? No, because I think Quentin Grimes is showing you something here. And I think Jalen Green hasn't played a game of consequence. He hasn't. What game of consequence has he played? You, do you guys see what I deal with? Not only do people call me fat all day, then I get this guy taking Grimes over Jalen Green. Well, I think... Get- I think if you put Jalen Green, well, the problem is the Knicks aren't professional either, but mm. you put Jalen Green on a professional basketball team, you put him next to LeBron James, fuck Okay, that's different. It. That's different. But you're right. You're probably right. I mean, does... Put him next to Jason Tatum. You're fine. Put him next to, you know, uh, Kevin Jaylen Durant. Brunson. Uh, mm, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean, I think Jalen could hey, help him become professional. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, here we go. Don't you sit up here and talk about... Don't, don't, what's about to happen right now is Mr. Philadelphia 76er is going to turn into Mr. Boston Celtic and tell me that I'm an idiot. Okay, go ahead. You're an idiot. <laughs> what did I tell you guys on this show? <laughs> I, what did I tell you? Monty's court. I told you Friday, take the Celtics on Sunday. Yeah, whatever, dude. When I was sitting in the terrible John Wick film. You were in a pissy ass mood after that movie. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. 
I was focused. We were working. Uh-huh. Well, some of us were. Right. right. Anyway, um, what did I tell you? Did I not tell you to take Boston? Yeah, I think And you did. my guy, James Harden, absolutely choked on a D. <laughs> he, uh, defense. He choked Hiscock. on defense. Hiscock. No. Hiscock. No. Hiscock. Hiscock. No. I need a dick. Yes. <laughs> um, James Harden choked. Period. Yeah. And, if, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Joel. James Harden choked. Joel. I'm not ready to say Joel choked. They were double teaming aggressively, both of those guys. And I still maintain, and I will go to my grave saying this about this 76er team. <laughs> Tobias Harris is making the most money on that team. I, you, no, you. Oh, what are you talking about, man? No, you, you heard me right. Tobias Harris. He absolutely, it, to me, you have one game, Tobias Harris was their leading scorer. Yeah. On one of seven from three. Bro. Now, James Harden had nine points. He was a minus 30. <coughs> Are you done? <laughs> James Sorry, Harden I was, was just trying to play a choking soundbite. Because, you know, this is, you know, Houston Rockets, James Harden showing up for the 76ers. Yeah, but this is the lone bad game he had in the series. Yeah, whatever. It's the only game that mattered, dude. Nine points, one of five from three, three of 11 from the floor. Joe was five of 18, 15 points. Notice no one's talking about the game one performance. Yeah, because it doesn't matter because you choked in game mm-hmm. seven. No, this was a brutal loss. But here's a, here's a question for you. Should Doc Rivers be fired? Yeah. You think unequivocally, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's too many coaches available. I'd be trying to go and get Monty Williams. Yeah. Jet Wayman, the Tau King of Utah. I told y'all before game six, if Philly had to close it out, you did. You actually yeah, did, you say, did that. say that. you did say that, dude. Uh, Alan Train, Tobias Harris is overrated like Ben Simmons. Dude, did you see Ben Simmons on Twitter? No. Bro, so they're, they're getting, 76ers are getting absolutely torched. Yeah, it was over down. like after, I think right after tip-off, the game ended. Yeah, they were down, they're down 30, and I think he tweeted a picture with like eight minutes left in the fourth and they're down by some ridiculous number. And he tweets that a picture of his living room with his TV, his huge TV. And everyone was like, damn, like trolling, trolling the 76ers. And and I just wanted to say, dude, Ben Simmons, you haven't proven anything, man. Like you, you're not in the league regularly because you're Mr. My back hurts. You're Mr. I need a mental health day. And I respect that, but that only goes so far. Dude, that only goes so far, man. At some point, your ass needs to be on the floor playing basketball. And you haven't wanted to do that. So, whatever. I don't have a problem. I mean, Philadelphia was so remarkably unfair yeah. to Ben Simmons. Brooklyn was not. Philadelphia was. How is Doc Rivers not fired yet? You fired Monty Williams like before he got to the locker room. Like you fired Monty Williams quick. Yeah. And now you're telling me that you haven't fired Doc Rivers, which is remarkable. And I've never said this, and I will probably never say this again. I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Bro, dude. Dude, what? Bro. You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. What did you just say? James Harden should shave that beard. Bro, what are you talking about, man? After that performance, James Harden should shave that beard. Because I I think it's humiliating. It's a joke the way that James Harden performed. 
it's a joke. It, it just, it's a joke. It's yep. terrible. Yep. Uh, Ken Williams, you put my idea down. So if you don't know about guns, why are you saying Ken don't start? Oh, what are you talking about? I have no idea I what don't you're know. talking about. Ken, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Sean Mirzinski, how is Doc still coaching? That's what well, I'm saying. Well, I think, so how much of the Monty Williams thing is new owner, new coach? Because I think a lot of people oh, a lot are factoring A lot that. of it. Yeah. A lot of it. But you know what? Jimmy Otson makes a great, a great point. The Sixers got rid of Jimmy Butler to keep Tobias Harris. <laughs> and Jimmy kept receipts on that one. Jimmy kept receipts. Y'all know, know that hallway video, right? But you guys know that Jimmy Butler and the Heater are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, all four teams that moved on, bubble teams. But oh, you said LeBron's something to me. Yeah, but that's, you said that to me earlier, and I thought it was really interesting. Oh, LeBron's bubble championship doesn't count because it's the bubble. Yet all four of the same guys are right back in the finals again. Like... I don't understand how, and really I don't understand why people want to discount the bubble championship. I think the bubble championship is arguably, arguably, one of the most difficult championships ever won based on what was going on in the bubble yeah. that we know of now. Yeah. Like the isolation, the it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't see how you don't – like, discounting the bubble championship to me has always been really stupid. It's wild. Because I think it was really difficult to do. I think it's really difficult. Uh, Brandon uh, – or Brent Burnett, excuse me. What did Simmons do? Well, you remember when he was with the Sixers, he refused to dunk that – well, not refused. He passed up a wide-open layup and then refused to take a shot from about five feet. Yeah. And Because he was mind-effed. He, he had the yips. And they ran him out of Philadelphia for it. Yeah. Sean Mirzinski. Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. Can't disagree now. Tanner Plummer, the super soaker. I don't know, because I can. Uh, Ken, I don't put your ideas down. I said, let's not start a gun argument. Well, you know. That, the, and Ken and I talked about this directly, I don't know, a week or so ago. Right. I don't care what your opinions on guns are. Right. But we need to have an open conversation about guns, politics. Everybody is outraged. Without people yelling and screaming, Second Amendment! Hey, uh, you know, people are a lot of shootings in the... Second Amendment! <laughs> we can't do that. Yeah. We you have know. to talk about the whys and the hows. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the solutions. Let's have conversations about solutions Instead of talking about stupid bump socks or like, but we can't do that in this country, which is why salty drunk is like, yeah, look your flimsy gun laws. Well, we just elected a new mayor in my hometown of Chicago. Do you think anything will change? No, no, one. nope. Cause gun laws are not the answer. Systematic change in the gun industry, you know, mental health. We don't talk about those things, though. We only talk about mental health at night in alleys where all the lights are out and we can stand between two dumpsters because we don't want to be seen talking about mental health. Uh, salty Victor's the way. That was gold by Ben Simmons. I think it was, too. Ben Simmons got off the Australia team. Oh, did he really? Mike Maples. I agree, Brett. Alan Train. Ben Simmons is a lost cause. Can't disagree with that. Salty Victor's the way. Ben Simmons was an all-star, wasn't he? Nothing, Jake. He was an all-star. Dude, Ben Simmons wasn't the rookie of the year, but he was. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Please. Mr. Mid. How many guys waste themselves? Oh, tons. John like, Morant. Jake's former high school teammate is at the plate for the Yankees right now. Wearing 61. 
Hey, help man. me. I'll take it. Um, yeah. I don't know how you I, like. There's so many guys that you can't even think about <coughs> who didn't have the career that Kyle Korver had. Think about that. Yep. Like ha, has bet who had a better career, Kyle Korver or Ben Simmons? Fucking Kyle Korver had By a better a career. By a lot. Like, and I know. I, I was I was texting with a buddy of mine that I used to work with in TV. Because, you know, I got fired from a radio job I ever had. Right. Um, and we were talking about Kyle Korver versus every other player of his generation. J.J. Redick. And it's like half of them had a better career than Ben Simmons. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Kyle Korver or Chris Webber, who had a better career? Think it's about close, it, dude. It's close. Think about it. It's n and it's not crazy. Does Kyle Korver ever ring? Let me ask you this: Better career, Ben Simmons or or the golfer uh, Smith? LeBron's teammate in Cleveland. Oh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Good lord. J.R. Smith had a better career. J.R. Smith or Ben Simmons? J.R. Smith. <laughs> By a lot. Not even close. Right? Yeah. Like it's crazy how many role players Patrick Beverly or Ben Simmons. This is my life that I'm reduced to. Arguing over text with a guy I used to work with, Ben Simmons, or Ben Simmons or, J or uh, Pat Bev. I think, ben si oh, I think Pat Bev has had a better career than ben, ben Simmons. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But everybody thinks, oh, Ben Simmons has had a... No, he hasn't. No, he is not. Now, you got you to gotta come down a little bit as far as players. Like, you got you to gotta be... Ben Simmons or John Collins. Ben Simmons or um, hmm. <laughs> Ben Simmons or Nick Claxton. Those I take are Nick the guys. Claxton. Those are the guys. But no, if you think about role scrubby role players, like and J.R. Smith specifically, I think makes a perfect example here. Because J.R. Smith is Smith is so maligned for that Cavs incident. The timeout thing, the didn't know the time and score. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ben Simmons or Quinn Cook? Quinn Cook, y'all remember Quinn he's Cook? He's got right? rings. He's won, and he's been a contributor. And now isn't he getting paid in China? I believe he is. Yes. I think Quinn Cook's a million dollar player in China. Oh my God, Aaron Judge can hit. Holy shit! He just hit. An absolute laser. Aaron Judge, I... Dude. Stay hard. Like, dude, that... Dude, are you going to be okay? I want to be Aaron Judge. I am a, a... I am a merciless. Merciless baseball fan. I'm like, so bricked up right now. I have no team because every team... Jake and I were talking about this this morning on the way in. Dude. I said to Jake, do I have a team or a player that's worth a damn right now? The Cubs are terrible. Brutal. Devin Booker, done. Like, think of any... The sex machine, Justin Herbert, the Black done. Hawks, the Blackhawks. The Chicago hey, Blackhawks, hey. terrible. Dude, won the draft lottery, though. We're back on track. And now Rizzo. Did Rizzo get it? No. Oh, that would have been... I would have had to walk out and spend some time in a closet. Because... Bro. Aaron, look at this swing by Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge just hit a letter-high fastball down the cock. Oppo out of the yard in His Toronto. Cock. His cock. My God. If, is there a better wannabe player than Aaron Judge? Like, I want to be that guy.
Man. Bryce. I loved him getting ejected. Oh, yeah, that was awesome, dude. Spangler, wait, sorry. Corbett doesn't have a ring. He was in the finals, though. Yeah, Corbett, he doesn't have a ring. No, he does not have a ring. But he was a phenomenal player. Big Dog O-Town, let's keep it 100 up in here. Ben really hasn't had a consistent career like those other guys you mentioned. Real talk. He hasn't. That's the crazy thing. He's made a ton of money. Rookie of the year. Garbage. And Kyle Corver had a better career. Waves in opposition. Right? Kyle Corver had a better career than Ben Simmons. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. Brent Burnett. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Ben is making big bucks, so he has something, and he was tapping a Kardashian for a hot second. Dude. Spangler, I told y'all Aaron Judge was the face of MLB. He is. One of the faces. He is. Absolutely he is. But if you think about I do not have a team or a player to root for right now. The Cubs are freaking terrible. The Padres, who are my alter ego team. Oh! Yowzer. Dude, the Yankees Bro. are just teeing off. Alex Manoa, you suck. My God. Garbo. Willie, Willie Calhoun. Calhoun just went yard I'm for sorry, the Yankees. I'm sorry, who? Who? Good Lord. Who the hell is Willie Calhoun? Uh, Alan Train, why are we talking about Ben Simmons? We were talking... Because that's what happens on this show. Bro, did you just get here? There's... Alan, that's what happens on this show. We start talking about basketball, and then Jake says something stupid, and Boom. then Out of here. some guy calls me fat, and we start talking about Ben Simmons, so we feel hey, better. I've had a better basketball career than Ben Simmons. Yeah, seriously. And I'm fat, and I can't golf, apparently. Kiss my butt! You know. Um, Brett Burnett says, we want to know how many picks Ben is worth. None. None. Uh, Willie Wilson says, how about them Rangers? Ooh. DeGrom, though. Yeah, how about, uh, quote, forearm stiffness? If you could go back and do it again, would you still sign Jacob DeGrom? Hell no. I don't Not think if you you're can. the Rangers. I don't think you can. But you did, and that contract's guaranteed, and you're done. There's a, re there's a reason why Ben Simmons' initials are P.S. Tanner! Tiger! Tanner goes to Yellowstone for a week, and all of a sudden he's got energy and he's rolling. Ooh, I got a reset in nature. I Ooh. saw some buffaloes. Ooh. We made nature in nature. I know reset. Ooh. Hiscock. Uh, Jet Wayman, I love Aaron Judge. Me too. Me too. A a Anthony Rizzo is still my favorite baseball player. He's on the Yankees. It's a he's crying not on the shame he's not a Cub. And, and it's a freaking joke he's not a Cub. It's embarrassing. It, it's terrible. Seriously, it is. It is absolutely terrible. You know, and... Whatever. Oh, man, anyway. bro. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, you guys. You, you have to prepare for eventualities in life. And unfortunately, with our beautiful weather and everybody's outside, accidents are going to happen. Those car accidents, you know, the, the, we had a huge garage sale in our neighborhood this weekend. We got to talk about that. There bro. were multiple accidents <laughs> on our streets. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. If you get hurt at work, that's not your fault, man. Think about, sit here right now in your head and say to yourself, hey, I was at work and a box fell off a pallet onto my foot. I broke my ankle. Damn. Or, you know, like those things that just happen that you can't prepare for. You got hurt at work. Talk to a professional workman's comp attorney who works for the, the working man who represents the guy who's trying to figure out, damn, I broke my ankle. How am I going to pay my bills? <coughs> is, my, is my employer really going to work with me? Because every employer is like, oh, you broke your ankle? We got you, man. We'll take care of it. You don't need to call a lawyer.
Well, why wouldn't you call a lawyer when you have absolutely nothing to lose? And by that, I mean it costs you absolutely nothing because you don't pay for consultations. There are no retainers at the Advocates. Chat with an attorney live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Dude, hook it up because these guys are professional. They understand what you're going through. They've been where you are right now because they've seen it all because they have decades of experience at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, whether that's a car accident, whether that is a workman's comp issue. Hey, are you fighting for your social security for you or a loved one? Is your sister, your mom, your brother, your dad, your best friend getting an accident? And they're like, dude, I don't need a lawyer. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And if you meet with the advocates and you still don't think you need a lawyer, hey, great, wash your hands of it. But you have nothing to lose by going to theadvocates.com and talking to an attorney live online for free 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Alan Train, Warriors Dynasty isn't over. We just need to get rid of Jordan Poole. This is a fascinating question. The Dynasty is not over. Ask yourself this question. Who's more valuable to the Dubs, Jordan Poole or Draymond Green? Because both of them can't be there. Draymond Green. I don't even think it's a question. But here's my other question. Can you really justify keeping Dre, Clay, and Poole on that team? Oh, here's another question. Are you telling me you're keeping Dre, Clay, Poole, and Kaminga on that team? Because at some point, Moody's got to play 30 minutes a night. Like, you got to develop the next generation because Steph's going to be there for at least five more years. You better do something to win three championships in five years. And I'm telling you, I would move on from Draymond Green. You got to move on. I would trade Kaminga, I would trade Poole, and I would move on from Draymond. Okay. And if Dre goes to the Lakers, that's just the way the business is done. But if you're the Golden State Warriors, don't you have to secure your future? I think you do. And your future, by the way, is now. There's nothing that says the Dubs can't win a championship a year from now. But you got to reload that thing. Yeah. You got Everybody wants to play for the, the Warriors. Yeah. There's not a free agent or a player that you can't trade for. I would go out and do it. I would, I would absolutely go out and do it. I agree. And by the way, there's another guy that... Are the Suns, are the Suns going to be able to convince Devin Booker after next season that he should stay there for the betterment of his career? <coughs> because I think there's no doubt DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul gone. Yeah, gone. It's over. So what do you really have there? Because after that, you don't got a lot. Well, I mean, you have KD and Book, and I think that's plenty to build around. I think what you mm-hmm. need to figure out to build is- around. Yeah, what, what you need to figure out is who's going to be the guy coming off the bench because campaign ain't it. And I think that, you know, Torrey Craig's a nice little role player, but he's not it either. You need your Lonnie Walker coming off the bench, and they don't have that right now. Yeah, I think the Suns are a long way from competing. And my biggest fear for Devin Booker, who is by far my favorite NBA player, you got a guy with a bunch of money in his pocket, and I don't think he has any idea how to spend it. I don't think he has any idea how to spend it. Could be. And you gave up an awful lot of draft capital. An awful lot of draft capital. Uh, Mapes, what's up, Mike Maples? Trade Ben for the Monty Show membership, but just the tier one. I'm not trading the 999 membership. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Does Ben Simmons ever become an all-star? No. He'll never be an NBA all-star again. I don't think so, no. No, I, no. That's tough. Riley O'Brien, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. See you at the uh, RSL match coming up on uh, June 10th. How about my guy Riley O'Brien going to uh, Big O Tires and American Fork, presenting sponsor 
uh, of our summer RSL, supportive summer RSL, Clarendon Cobalt. I can't remember what we called the <laughs> We're chasing the Clarendon Cobalt. Chasing the Clarendon Cobalt. Uh, go to Big O Tires and American Fork like Riley O'Brien did. Or you can go to Super Chicks in Ogden. That's not how you spell Ogden. No, it's not. Dadgummit. Um, or go to Super Chicks. Hey, look at that. In Ogden and St. Wow. George. Off Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road in Ogden. In St. George. Go in there and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Snap me a picture of you eating at the Super Chicks on Riverdale Road or the Super Chicks in the Jeezy. Fat. You're entered to win. I think because, because of all the activity over the weekend, and I haven't heard from Jet Wayman yet, but I think we're down to four spots left, and we're saving two of them for qualifiers. Yeah. So really, you got two spots left. We're down to like two guaranteed spots, and that's it, because of guys like Riley O'Brien, who went into Big O Tires and American Fork. I'm telling you, anything you need, car repair, go see Ryan at American Fork Big O Tires. Dude Oil changes, tune-ups, tire rotations, new tires, balancing. So Hank's alignments. Getting, Hank's getting an overhaul. Hank is on Wednesday. I am so stoked about this. I am used to having like blacked out tint in my cars. Right. And so that's you have just two Jeeps. Because Ja, when he wants to roll around with me, he wants blacked out tint. <clears throat> Nothing? Okay. <clears throat> anyway, <throat> I have two Jeeps now. I have a lifted Jeep Wrangler and I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee Hemi V8. Summit edition. A summit edition. And. I love my Jeep Grand Cherokee. Hank's going to get some ceramic tint from my guy, Ryan, at Big O Tires and American Fork on Wednesday, Wednesday. And uh, we're getting an oil change as well. Going to rotate the tires. Um, it's going to be amazing. I am super stoked about it. Yeah. But, hey, man, anything you need with your car repair, make sure you get it at Big O Tires and American Fork. That's how you see us at RSL versus MYFC on June 10th in the Zag Club at uh, America First Field. By the way... Uh, all you have to do, if you buy, if you spend money with our guys at American Fork, Big O Tires, you're in. Boom. Automatic. Two spots automatic left. That's it. We're down to two. We had 15 spots. We're down to two. Filling in for somebody. Boom. Boom. Out of here. It's going to be amazing. And then we're going to save two spots for people who went to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George. We're doing it. We're going to save two spots for people who commented on the Big O Tires and American Fork, Instagram and Twitter. Love you guys for doing that. Thanks for supporting the show. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, Jet said, unfortunately, I will be out of town on the 10th. <gasps> so I won't be able to make it. I still went to Big O and got my brakes done, though. My guy. Let's go, Jet. Let's go. Dude, did you get any pictures, bro? You didn't even let us know you got your brakes done, dude. Let's go. What kind of casual are you? Stop pressing What? So what? Mrs. Monty went to Big Mrs. O Tires, and, or Big O Tires, went to the bucked up store in South Jordan. Oh boy. Because they were supposed to get a shipment today because they're sold out of Buckshot. Nope. Didn't get their shipment today. Boom, out of here. So now I'm going to have to go on a hunt. Riley O'Brien, the Monty Show, any radio stations, and I love the folks who claim Monty was fired from these stations. The Monty Show runs circles around any station I've listened to. There was a guy who came in early who said, I've been, you guys, nine out of 10 people would be jealous about the career I've had. I've had, I'm not even bragging. 
Like it's on LinkedIn. Knock yourself out. Oh, I've had real. a lovely career. I have not. I, I think I was, you could call it fired one time in St. Louis. And they fired everybody on the entire radio station. Other than that, <clears throat> like when we were here in Salt Lake City, like in 2015, the radio company I worked for sold the land under the transmitter. And they're like, hey, we think that deal's going to close in 18 months. Uh, we'd like you to stay on. You want, we'd like to give you a contract extension for 18 months. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, how do you sell that? Don't even get me started. Yeah. But I've worked at Sporting News Radio, ESPN Radio, the great KMBR and K KGO in San Francisco. Like, I mean, I, I, I've worked at, I've, I've had a great career. You guys yeah. don't give a shit. Like, I've had a great career. I have no, I, you know, it's easy. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Monty, I showed you how to make those buck shots go further into the event of a short, well, you were, you're not wrong. He did, actually. I'm for real. Jet Wayman, I didn't get picks, Jake. I'm a casual. I did tell you guys on Friday that I was getting them done, though. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, went to the Bucked Up store at Farmington and told them the Monty Show sent me, and the lady said she doesn't know who that is. Damn it. Casual. The lady at the Bucked Up Farmington store said that. I will have to let people know about that. Tanner said, I don't want to go anymore. Okay. Sorry to so hear that, go, dude. dude. Uh, Willie Wilson said, Monty cruising around the 801. I am always out and about. Yep. Always out and about. By the way, big shout out to whoever that was. Yelled my name in uh, downtown Daybreak the other night. Appreciate you. I love that people do that. And they're like, oh, I didn't want to bother you while you were eating dinner. Yeah, you'll yell your <laughs> his name from across the street. <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting this one. Oh, that's so funny. Tanner says he doesn't want to go anymore. Why, dude? That's like, what do you... What? It's too bad. You're, you're, so here's the problem. You're assuming that you were going in the first place. That's the problem. And now you're disappointed and you're just too good for us. Yeah, apparently. And I think he's upset that LAFC actually owns RSL. Yeah. Like they actually, the other night, like took the deed from Ryan Smith, like right out of his dead fingers. Stock. At, at midfield. <laughs> yeah. If we never see, if we never see LAFC again, that'd be just fine. That's it. Jansen, do I have a guaranteed spot since I just went to Big O Tires? You do. Yep. You do, in fact, have a guaranteed spot. You do. Um, let's see. Ruff's official. Way to rat on the poor girl working at the store. What, what are you talking about? Who ratted on who? Uh, Brandon Butler. Tanner is scared of NYFC. Well, there are mean people in New York. Uh, Gary, so last two spots are saved for Super Chicks goers. Now I'm really hoping uh, uh, I win. Well... Well, you did go to Super Chicks. How about my guy Gary going to Super Chicks? We'll give you Tanner's spot. Yeah, you since know. Tanner's too good for us now. Since Tanner's yeah. too good to spend time with us. Yeah, too, too good for us. I guess no Eagles fans allowed, right? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Tanner, why do you open yourself up to this? I don't understand it. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, I have my bucked up. I am set. Let's go, Maury. Here we go. Salty uh, says, Tanner's crying again. He's not. I love my guy, Tanner. Tanner doesn't understand. I, and I'm serious about this, and I've told Tanner this. Tanner Plummer does not understand that he is a character on this show. Yeah. That he has, like, a huge place on this show. Here I am. Tanner just does not understand that. And I don't think he wants to understand that. Yeah. I think Tanner just wants to, yeah. you know, 
He just wants to be around. That's cool, man. There ain't no problem with that. We're good. And I'm fine We're with good. that. We're good. Tanner, you, you always have a spot on the show. You don't have to come to the RSL match. That's fine. Even though I know you want to. We'll take you out of consideration for it. I don't want you to get upset. Uh, Gary, roughs. I'm not ratting on anyone. Nobody rats on people on the show, man. Uh, is Tanner a paid commenter? No. No? What does that mean? We don't pay people to comment, dude. What do you mean? Is Tanner a paid like, commenter? What are you talking about, bro? No, but I would pay him to like the show because we've had almost 4,000 people view the show today and we only have 140 likes. Uh, that's casual Make sure numbers. you guys hit the like button, please. That really helps the channel grow. A uh, couple more things I want to get to uh, really quick. Are you guys watching Live Golf? Do you guys care about this? We got to talk about this because... So Saturday, it rained all day in the crib, right? So wasn't going out, like was kind of bummed about it. Um, what did we do Saturday night? I can't remember what we did Saturday night. We were going to do something, but we didn't. And so we were just hanging out. Mrs. Monty and I went golfing. Like it was pretty remarkable. Uh, or Jake and I went golfing. We were going to, Mrs. Monty and I were supposed to go golfing Sunday morning. But then he got rained out. Then we got rained out. I can't remember for the life of me what we did after golf on Saturday. I don't know. Um, and so we were chilling, and I flipped on Live Golf on the CW. And I have to tell you, surprisingly, holy cow, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Live Golf on the CW is not good. Because it's garbage. And you know what it is? And this is going to sound very trivial, and I understand that I am not a nice human. There's nothing on the line. And it feels like it's just a bunch of bros drinking beers, playing golf. It's not entertaining so at wait, all. You're telling me that golf for golf to be entertaining, there's got to be something they're playing for. If I'm going to spend my time watching golf, golf. If I'm going to spend my time watching golf. And again, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, again, I'm open to the idea. I feel like I need to know that somebody's going to like, hey, you're winning a tournament or this week, the PGA Championship. I'm super stoked for the PGA Championship this week. Yeah. Because there's something on the line. Yeah. Right? I'm super stoked about it. But watching Live Golf... It's weird to me. I haven't gotten used to them wearing shorts yet. <laughs> it's such an odd thing to say, but it's true. They're playing music in the background. Which it's weird. I hate. And you know the other thing that's weird? The announcers are terrible. Arlo White, who is a soccer guy. He's a, a European football guy. Fantastic. He's the voice of Live Golf, and it's brutal. He does, I feel like he's using terminology he's not comfortable with. So I, I'm just sitting there like, dude, wh like, what are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, and here? that's the worst thing. Gol golf is one of those sports, right? Where, where it's like, it's not, hey, the ball's sitting on the grass and it's not sitting well. Hey, the lie is not good, right? It's Correct. like, hey, you know, um, you know, he's using a 60 degree instead of a 57, 8.8 degree or like, it's one of those sports. It's much like soccer, right? Where overseas, it's not soccer, it's football. It's not the field, it's the pitch, right? Like, it's it, like, it, it just is one of those sports. So if you're rolling out here talking about, you know, casual terminology or trying to use the right terminology in the wrong spot. By the way, the other thing that I didn't like about it, because I watched it too, you know how in the NFL you get like the first down line or like when they get, like when Amazon, yeah. you watch the Amazon game, they've got oh, all these Oh, you're going to bring graphics. up the putting thing. Yeah, 
I hate the putting line, dude. You know why I hate the putting line? Because it stays up there too damn long. And it's confusing. Bro, you hit the putt. You made the putt. Graphics should go away because I don't want to see Buddy walking through an overlay. I hate that, dude. Yeah. It is. It's crazy, dude. And then you flip on. You flip on the tournament, you know, like the Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago. Byron Nelson. And it's Jordan Spieth. Or it's like all the guys that, that are playing for something. And it's just different to me. I don't know. I, and it's not that they cut people's heads off. It's not the Saudi thing at all. Even though they do. But it's just, there's, not, there's no intensity to it. There's a, that's the right way to say it. Saudi student. I feel like there's just a lack of intensity. Yep. And Phil Mickelson's an asshole now. The music, the music thing bothers me out of all of it. I hate that it's like, hey, we got to make this a party atmosphere. No, we really don't, dude. I'm not there to party. Not at I'm all. I'm there to win a golf tournament. Not at all. And 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 I really like now that we're golfing. I watch golf differently. I'm watching these guys for technique. I'm watching for little tips and things they do. Like, it, I know it sounds crazy, but it's annoying to me, and it makes it so I don't want to watch your product. By the way, why do we have to have teams? Golf is an individual sport. Yeah, the dude. team thing doesn't work either. Like this is not F1. You know, this is not some some you know team sport it's an individual sport that's it that end of story by the way i know because you cut people's heads off and you're the saudi stooges that it's hard to you know you're not going to go and play you're at the Augusta. saudi yeah stooges. you are you went and took saudi blood money but i know we're going to overlook that by the way wow. might want to find a course that's got actual you know like grass on it and it's not just like a dirt fairway even though that's exactly what the course looked like over the weekend like that's part of why i don't like to watch live so, golf dude the other thing is, real quick, A, do you guys care about Live Golf? Please hit the comment oh. section. B, did you see what the CW did to them? The CW in pretty much every major market across the country from Los Angeles to Chicago, even in Tulsa, their tournament this weekend was in Tulsa. The CW station in Tulsa cut it off. Like they're, they're down to like the last th three holes. Dustin Johnson tees off. And they just cut it off. Yeah, shot tracers like way up in the sky, right they, to a commercial. And they're like commercial right into we now join this program in progress. progress. And it's like, you know, LAPD live on the beat, like the normal CW programming. It's not like they went to some huge thing. They cut off Live Golf live in Tulsa to go to reruns of programs. Waves in opposition. Dude, it is crazy to me how bad the CW has it right now. Uh, Ken Williams, boring golf, soccer, or baseball, rather watching paint dry. I actually like watching yeah. golf. Uh, Salty says, we talk more golf than NBA now. Jeez. Golf's kind of a story. Uh, are the Mountain West getting a new TV contract? Delacroix wants to know. I, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. No, but they're going to get some fresh money from San Diego State. <laughs> Go back to the beginning of the show. I still can't believe it's $51 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Jeremy Callahan says, I'm waiting for Shaq to DJ the Masters. Get on it, your mark. Exactly. Exactly. Gary says, Ricky Fowler winning the PGA. Wait, that would be amazing. But PGA like, all great, the way. That's a great example. PGA Championship this weekend. Who's yep. excited? C. Kaufman. No, I don't give a rat's ass about live golf. <laughs> hey, by the way, it's not live golf. 
See Kaufman, it's uh, Live, Live Golf. Could there? you get that? The Thanks, Saudis dude. are very upset. Thank with you. you. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, CW uterus farted Live Golf right off the channel. Wow. Wow. Did you just go with a uterus fart? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jake, aside from the PC associated with Live Golf, I'm hearing the atmosphere and unique nature of it is good. No, it's not, in my opinion. I- it's you know salty it's weird i we when we lived in phoenix for that dark period um after i did well, it was in our not, darkness retreat right because i got fired from every radio right, job right so after they sold the land from under the transmitter we moved to phoenix for my wife who here i am had a job and did not move for me for once in her life and the phoenix open was there and most people in phoenix and in the golf community hate that stadium hole I actually really like the party atmosphere of the Phoenix Open. The live golf thing is weird because it's not a party atmosphere. They just have music everywhere. And so you have no idea like what you're like you have no idea what like what you're watching. It feels like a practice round. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just it feels like a practice round. Uh, Richard Griswold says zero interest. Totally agree. Uh, we now bring you the Pac-12 championship football game already in progress. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Renee, you are a jerk, but that's so true. Right? All right. Uh, we got to leave Live Golf now. The uh, Saudis are going to be pissed. Hope I live through it. Pac-12 football on the CW is next. Because it's garbage. Right? Come on. Ken Williams, I watch NFL games. I did watch rodeo in the summer. Dude, I actually watched a little rodeo the other night. Nah, I'm good. Them I was going to say, come on, dude. Dude, the Bulls Please. in the PBR, not Pabst Blue Ribbon. I was going to say, you drink PBR now? The PBR tour, the Bulls are massive. Discock. There was one. And Ken, Discock. I'm sure, because Ken's a cowboy. He is, he is, he wears a cowboy hat hey, and uh, has cattle. Hey, Ken, yeah, you all had no cattle or what's the deal? I'm watching the PBR the other night. And this dude tries to get on this bull. And the bull bucks up, and they slap the bull's testicles to get him to calm down. Bro. I kid you not, I flip over to, a, to an SVU. <laughs> oh, my God. The storyline was about a guy who took a wire and wrapped it around some dude's testicles before um, he starved him to death. Um, all right, it was an updated, um, uplifting weekend at the Monte household. If you felt these balls. Where I wore a cup all weekend. <laughs> Dude, <gasps> that was crazy. Don't crazy. Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. Exactly right. Carl Chappell. Chapel? Chappell. Live golf is horrendous. Never watch it. Dude, I'll never. I now. And I, it was strictly out of boredom because I was supposed to be playing golf. Golf. But it was raining, so I could not. Hell no. And so it just happened to be on. And I was like, dude. Oh, I know what we did. Holy cow. All right, are we into the non-sports yeah, stories of the day? Dude, let's go. Okay, non-sports stories of the day uh, on the Monte Show, uh, as always, brought to you by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, what do you got? What's your favorite thing to make at home? Mrs. Monte, is, I don't deserve my wife. I will be perfectly honest with you. As the gentleman said earlier, I'm fat. I'm a terrible golfer. Husky. Thank you. I'm plus size. <laughs> fat! Um... Jag off, dude. <laughs> anyway, my point is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 
Mrs. Monty has turned into this amazing cook. Right. So you guys know, like, I just got a colonoscopy like a month ago. Perfect health. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, my physicals are great. Like, we try to eat really healthy. I don't generally eat a whole lot of red meat. All right. Mrs. Monty made turkey burgers the other night. Right. Homemade. Fresh chopped vegetables. Onions, tomatoes, lettuce. On an onion roll. She made me crinkle cut French fries. Oh. Ranch dressing. It was one of the best meals I have ever had. Ever. And I told her that too. It was phenomenal. Yeah. She bought turkey at the store, made like smash the meat herself. Like it was amazing. Smashing the meat's a crucial step. You and know. she's phenomenal at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is. Right. What do you guys like making at home? Because last night I had some work to do for work. Okay. <laughs> you know, nobody said I speak for a living. I had, to, I had some stuff to do for work last night. Right. So I'm sitting at home and Mrs. Monty knocks out a Mother's Day breakfast for dinner. But I don't get any love. No. I, I, I help make the dinner, bro. Okay. I don't get any love. You don't. Bro, uh, you're a dude. French toast with bananas, eggs, and hash browns. I made the eggs and the hash browns. Nobody cares. <coughs> Shut up. The hash browns were way too dry. Um, the eggs were really good. <coughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. What do you guys like to make at home? If you, if you cook one thing. Yeah. You're a macaroni and cheese guy. Yeah. Love macaroni and cheese. Haven't had it in a while, but if I'm going to make it, yeah, taco, turkey, meat, mac and cheese, basically hamburger helper. Love it. Uh, also, I love Mexican food. Uh, big fan of homemade tacos, especially if you start working with some chicken. A uh, little skirt steak maybe once in a while. Little skirt steak? Yeah, a little bit. Once in a while. Yeah, a little bit. Prefer ground turkey, though. Ground turkey tacos are totally underrated. Here's the things that we make. Number yeah. one, nachos. Yeah, another one. You get, because we have a phenomenal toaster oven. So you get nachos, black beans, yeah. pico, yeah. avocado that you slice up, and whatever accoutrements you want. Right. A little bit of cheese on there, a little bit of chopped green onion on there. Phenomenal. Love those. The Costco taco kits with the creme fresh dressing. Phenomenal. Yeah. But Mrs. Monty in the wintertime makes these amazing soups. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, on the smoker, let's give me some pork cutlet. Mm. Give me some pork chops. Cast iron pork cutlet on oh, the smoker. Dude, so, Papa Murphy's pizza. There's nothing better than enjoying a Papa Murphy's pizza. Yeah. Or, you know, like that's the stuff that I'm talking about. And it's, it's just, it's incredible. It is, it's absolutely incredible. Jeremy uh, Callahan, little skirt steak, that's what you're calling him now? <laughs> Carl Campbell, fajitas and tacos, yes. Fajitas are so good, Carl. Uh, Jet Wayman, I love making stew. Oh, dude, I haven't had a good stew. Mrs. Monty makes a phenomenal stew. Uh, I like making love at home, yes, yes. By the way, big shout out to Mrs. Monty. Yeah. She got back on her bike on Saturday. She's training for a triathlon. She signed up for two of them right now. One in Provo and then one in uh, Kona, Hawaii. 
you know, just Kona. And she got back on her on her street bicycle yesterday or Saturday. Does a ten mile ride in a two mile run walk, back to back. Stay hard. So in, Stay like, hard. So like all this healthy eating we're doing, and like all this weight loss that we're doing. Like I've lost nine more pounds now. Like, like it's coming off, and it's not any. It's not rocket science. It's just don't eat like an idiot. Yeah, it's crazy. I love cooking at home, but stew sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, Renee says, I could eat some sort of taco every day, right? Dude, seriously. We went to the break in uh, Daybreak the other night. My yes. wife got tacos that looked so good. I was so jealous. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think some of the best things for home cooking are, yeah, I mean, the pork chop thing, nachos, tacos. Any, any type of Mexican food is great at home because you can really do it up. But I think, you know, breakfast at home is undefeated. I, I mean, I will take two fried eggs, two scrambled eggs, so two, two egg omelet. You know, little little uh, Dave's killer bread for toast. Like, I mean, I, you know, I mean, there's just so many good things you can make. Callahan says I'm eating tacos right now. Yeah, Boom. see, yeah. Willie Wilson, you guys in Utah eat like y'all are in L.A. Cal California proper, dude, dude. Because that's where we're from. Because that's where we're, we're. I lived there for a long time, dude. I'm telling you, I am telling you it. Mm. And I see all you guys on the fat comments. Fat. It, and I appreciate your support. It truly does not bother me. Nobody is harder on myself than myself. Yeah, it's true. I, I, like, so like all this, like it, the thing that I think people don't understand is, is when you come in here, like you get on people like, like dudes occasionally do here. I, it, it truly does not bother me. It helps us, dude. Yeah. I, it, it just, it does not bother me at all. Yeah. And I'm, th I'm not, you know, it, it was fine. We've talked about this the other day. Like I have terrible body image right now. Every time I lose weight and now I guess I've lost like 11 pounds since I've been tracking. I try not to weigh myself much, but I've lost 11 pounds in the last couple of weeks and it, it's killing my body image. Like it's really weird. I have to like really focus on, Hey, the incremental success, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not drinking beer. I'm not, I'm not much of a drinker anyway, but I'm not drinking beer. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm, I generally am drinking water or bucked up. Those are quite literally the only two things. We went to the movies yesterday. Yeah. I had, I had lemonade yesterday for the first time in I don't know how long. And it was light lemonade. And it was so good. Like I miss, I've been telling Mrs. Motsi, like I need a lemonade, something terrible. Lemonade's good you know? stuff, Yeah, dude. but you know how like when you drink, you, all you drink is water and yeah. bucked up? Yeah. Like there are just times you're like, I need Yeah, dude, you need a your lemonade. fix. You need yeah. your fix. Yeah, you know. I want it. I, I, yeah, it is what it is. Can't beat Captain Crunch, yes. Ken Williams says, I lost 58 pounds. Good for you, Ken. There you go, Ken. boy. Uh, I love mocking, but I can take it as well. It, and that's what it is. Life is not. Stop, Teddy. A smoked ribeye with cooked beets and asparagus. Oh, that sounds so you good. You would be a cooked beets guy. Uh, oh, I hate I, beets. I, I didn't get past the ribeye. Yeah. I didn't get past the ribeye, man. Jet, do you eat the fat on the ribeye? Oh, I'm a huge ribeye. We fan. team fat or team cut the fat Dude, off? What are you doing, Gary? Dollar for El Pastor at uh, Me Rancherito. Oh, Dude, the, the, the Rancherito down here is so good. Yeah. Dude. That's why I'm glad. You know what? Like, hey, man, Super Chicks on Ogden, on Riverdale Road in Ogden is not close enough that I'll eat there too much. Because <laughs> I love Super Chicks. Yeah. 
there's just so like there's so many there's so many crappy places to eat and super chicks the thing i love about super chicks is all their stuff is made in house like it's all fresh food so like their produce is cut fresh every day their fries are cut like that's the food i really like yes that's why i love super chicks like i that's i i'm not a burger king mcdonald's guy wendy's because dude i love a dave's double but I'm telling you, places like Super Chicks are so rare anymore. And I won't eat Greg Hawkins ruined Chipotle for me because I had been on a Chipotle run. I'll never eat a Chipotle again because of the bug incident with Greg Hawkins. Yes, yes, yes. I'll never, I'll never eat there again. But man, dude, Renee Roca, I drink coffee, beer, and wine. I'm, a ter- I'm terrible at drinking water. Renee, this dude. is the only way I do it. <laughs> I- honest to God. You want to talk is- about staying healthy, bro? Colon health, all about the water, bro. Drink your water, man. Drink your water. So, Let's see how we doing over here. My right. doctor told me the colonoscopy, the first one, the lady doctor was telling me if you if if you just drink water in the morning, drink twenty. Like her and I were talking about it before. So I had this really cool, whatever you call the lady who puts the probe in your ass, um, <laughs> gastrointestinal doctor. Not whatever. too familiar with that. She came in the room. Before I'm unfamiliar with it. Before my procedure, and we were just sitting there talking. Yeah. And she was telling me, she was like, you know, like, I told her I'm a little worried about my prep because I didn't have very long to prep and I didn't poop a lot. So I knew I was not in a good place. And we were talking about my diet. And we were talking about water. And I said at the first thing in the morning, I try to drink 20 ounces of water with my vitamins because I'm in the habit of I take my vitamins right when I get out of bed. First thing, get out of bed, pee, take my vitamins. I try to drink 20 ounces of water that I bring up at night in a steel cup. And I try to drink 20 ounces of water. Yeah. And she was asking me about soda. She was asking me about all this. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. She's looking at my blood work history and my blood pressure history. She's like, all right, you're like, I'm telling you, if you guys will just drink water and eat a ton of fiber, and I don't care if you're 25 or 55, drink a lot of water, eat a high fiber breakfast. Like I eat something called heritage flakes every morning for breakfast. Yeah. Or oats. I love, my wife makes these great stovetop oats. Eat a lot of fiber, drink a lot of water. I'm telling you, that's the key to your life. If you do that and you exercise, play golf, lift weights, like my wife pisses me off, frankly. She's got me on this stretching thing now that is incredible. And it's, it's funny, Losing weight, and I'm not trying to tell you, I I keep going back to it, but I'm not trying to tell you I've lost a million pounds. It's like 11 pounds, I think, or something stupid. But all my clothes, like I was playing golf the other day, I swung the club and my pants started falling down. So like you go through these weird phases, and one of the things I noticed the other day, stretching, like I can just physically move my right arm over my head with a band much further than I've ever been able to. Uh I've always had kind of an iffy right shoulder from pitching a baseball when I was younger. Like, I've always had, like, a little hook in there. Now I don't have that anymore. So, like, it's weird as I've gotten older and I've done a few things to help myself. You feel physically better. Yeah. Imagine if I, like, consistently ate well, consistently worked out, and consistently got 80 ounces of water every day. Ah, who knows what we could do? Who knows what we could do? Jeremy Callahan says fat is the best part of the ribeye. Yes. It really is. Ken Williams says I like Culver's. Yes. <clears throat> Willie Wilson, you and Gary, uh, Monty, you and Gary, when you come to the Utes-Baylor game, I got some Texas smoke ribs. Yeah, you're a rib guy. I am a huge rib guy. Not that my ribs are huge. They are. Uh, I love ribs. 
I love ribs. To take home with you uh, and potato salad, yes. Uh, thanks for the show. See you guys tomorrow. See you, Salty. See you, brother. Good to see you. Um, all right, a couple more real quick, and then I want to get to one other thing. Tanner, I've just been trying to eat less fast food, but the only places I go now is Mo Betta's and Jack in the Box. Mo Betta's is so good. The chicken, the double chicken mac salad, brown rice. Tony, dude, save yourself some money. Make there's rice no, and chicken for the week, dude. There's no Jack in the Box on the Wasatch Front, which is stupid, so I'm just Mo Betta's. It's coming, like within six weeks, I think. And Saratoga, Chris Karn was saying in yeah. Saratoga. Saratoga's open. Oh, it is? No, it's not. Yeah, we had a guy last week comment that he went there. You remember? Wait a minute. Is the Saratoga yeah, Springs... The, there was a guy last week who said he went to the Saratoga Springs Jack in the Box. No way is it open. Yeah, if they're dude. open, we're going. Uh, the tacos are... Oh, Jack tacos are crazy. What's going on with you, Tanner? Uh, I was never mad, Salty. I was just saying I don't want to go to the RSL game anymore. That's all. You're going to have Why? to explain that. Yeah, like, like, what sense deal, does that dude? make? Stop. Good Lord, man. Uh, Gary says, uh, thanks, Willie. May have to make my way to Waco. We do. Waco. Waco. David Korash. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Big 12 Media Day at AT&T Stadium. Uh, can we have a weight loss challenge this summer? Yeah, let's do it. Get, I'll do it in the, the Monty membership group on Instagram for all of our 999 members. Yeah, absolutely. We should do it. Uh, all right. A couple more things because then I got to go. I have to golf tonight. Um... Speaking of food, do you guys read food labels? Did you see this story? They're putting stoplights, little stoplights on food labels. Yeah. Some of them have a red light. Some of them have a green light. Yeah. And people are saying that the food with a red light obviously means it's bad for you. Food with a green light obviously means it's good for you. Would that make you not buy the food? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the problem is because you do all this reading and, you know, you're research to death and you know everything about food i already know what's good for me and what's bad for me but i think this red light green light concept is brilliant the only problem i have with it is that it's super opinionated right like so if someone thinks hey this is not good for you right well they're going to put a, a red light on that right and then if someone thinks so if someone said hey dairy free ice cream that's not bad for you put a green light on it that's the only thing I have an issue with, but I love the concept because I think nobody reads food labels. I think you don't know how. I think you don't even know what you're looking at. I think it's too complicated. You just want to totally go with agree. the things you're comfortable with. Like, so I love the concept of this. I just think that there needs to be some regulation on it. They did totally a study. Agree. Totally agree. They did a study of a couple thousand people, right? And 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 what they found was is that the as that people generally in this study followed the red light green light so hey if it's got a green light on it i'm good with it you know like I'll, i i feel good saying that you know I, i'll eat it and they felt like hey they ate a better diet like things were better for them and it's just a much simpler way of doing food labeling the issue i have is that it's not just hey what's good and what's bad it's what I think is good and bad. You know, it's like, like, so well, that's the question. Who determines what's red and what's green? Exactly. Exactly. That's the hard part about it. That's what I don't, I don't like because we already know that breakfast is a scam. We already know that animal milk is a scam. Well, it's like we were in the Walmart the other day because we were in kind of a bind and we needed some food. Yeah. And we go in there and we're like looking for like a, a, a quick chicken solution. And we're looking at like lunch meat and the sodium levels are ridiculous. Like just yeah, outrageous. One of, one of my big things is 
you know, being that I don't have high blood pressure, I'm not a diabetic. One of the things that I've, I've always tried to avoid is sodium. Yeah. Like I try to avoid it. And I feel like I, doing that is really hard to do. Because if you eat it, you know, if you eat it McDonald's, you're getting a ton of sodium. Yeah. We talked about that in a show earlier, like one of our months ago now. Um, my favorite breakfast sandwich is a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit at McDonald's or a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle at McDonald's. The two of the worst sandwiches you can ever eat. They're terrible for you. What's the main problem? Sodium. Yeah. And it's so hard to avoid it because sodium is used as a preservative. And so most preserved foods have a ton of it, which is why I'm trying not to eat preserved food. Yeah. But you know how hard that is? It's real. You know how hard that is? Ken says, I eat what I want. What I, want. I wish I could. Cigarettes and alcohol has a warning. So should bad food, which kills. Totally agree. Totally agree, bro. Problem is, it is probably based on old food pyramid and FDA recommendations. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. So I love the concept. Hey, let's make it easier for people to make decisions on what food they eat based on the label. But the problem is, is that there's no good, reliable way to determine what's good and what's bad. And so it all comes back to the issue is choice. It yes. always has been and always will be in life. Choice. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, fat Jesus. Food with red light means high flavor. Green light means it tastes like cardboard. Exactly. Probably. probably. You're not wrong. Honestly, you're probably right, dude. Jet Wayman. I eat some of the fat on the ribeye. Uh, it's so good, dude. Uh, Ken Williams says, buy it in the deli. Yeah, exactly right. But, that, but see, that's what we were looking for. It's so funny you say that, Ken. We were looking for, like, I would, I would love to see in Salt Lake a great deli open up. Would love to see it. I would love to be able to go to a deli and get a nice handmade sandwich. But it just doesn't, it's not here. I'm, or if it is here, I ain't heard of it. Yeah, I love a good deli sandwich. I do. Uh, Maury Alvarez says cigarettes would have a green light for 60 years. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, man. Yeah, they would have. All right, that's it. Show's over. We'll do the Apple VR yeah. thing tomorrow. It's so weird. The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. You guys, if you know somebody that's been in an accident, I'm telling you, there's a lot of it going around these days. Please do not hesitate. You have nothing to lose. It costs you nothing Talk to the experts at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>